Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming, men? Oh, I think you coming, men, enough for all of us. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 41 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated, never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. We are broadcasting live on Tuesday. November 26th, 2019, this is Franchise episode number 227. It's the Miri episode. 227, get it? Yeah, uh, in the 80s? Okay. Um, might be before Ponder's time. Uh, your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt what? Price, Jeff Ponder, and Bill Day. And for your listening pleasure, we'll be with you for the next little while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at JPonder94. You can also follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and our YouTube channel is out there. Check it out. Uh, the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen or watch past episodes. Uh, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. Um, and for those of you watching on the live show on YouTube right now, feel free to comment in the live chat below, and we will get to them as we can. Um, if you enjoy the show, please, uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Hopefully good, but uh, we do welcome all reviews. We can make fun of the bad ones and appreciate the good ones. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, guys. A couple days early. Oh, how are you now? <laughs> Happy American Thanksgiving to you. <laughs> Good, how are you? Month late for Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh, not so bad. Yeah, but oh, not so bad. Good, and you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Thanksgiving, what are you guys doing? Having uh, going to my parents' house and having some uh, having some turkey and uh, none of that stinking green bean casserole. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll tell your mom to make sure to wake me up when you get there. Ah, uh, you just had that Ooh, one waiting. Yeah, I did. You said that waiting. I was, I was wait, I was set. I set myself up for that one on purpose. <laughs> we actually uh, speaking of Thanksgiving. What are you guys doing? Uh, well, uh, we've got the two families, which is uh, we don't do that on Christmas anymore, thank God. But Thanksgiving, we still do the uh, the wife's family in the morning and afternoon, and then. Evening with my family, so it's uh, one's in South County, one's in St. Charles. It's a hike. We have to stop in between to let my dog out. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, always a hectic day. But Christmas, it's Christmas Eve and then Christmas, which is way better. So it's uh, it's hectic, but you know, have a good time. We we see a lot of the family we don't see a lot throughout the year. 
You eating yeah. on Thanksgiving? <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll watch the dog show. Um, ah, dog show. And, uh, dog show. Yeah. Dog show. Uh, watch the know. dog show. Uh, Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> uh, we'll head down You're back about five uh, percent. <laughs> head down to Julie's parents and have a, uh, a, a an always amazing overdoing it Thanksgiving meal, and then uh, do the dishes, pass out on the couch while uh, the Cowboys are on the television. Not that I have any allegiance to any football team, but that that household uh, has an allegiance to the Cowboys, so you have to watch. Gross. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> but yeah, football always seems to be a staple in my family too. It's funny because once my dad passed, my mom was like, "Well, we're not going to watch uh, football anymore on Thanksgiving and anymore, right?" And we're like, uh, "No, we're we're still going to have it on. No what idea else? why. None of us are huge football fans, but that yeah. just seems to be what we do." What else are you going to watch? Uh, what are they? Feel like Frosty the Snowman or something? Or is that Christmas? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, that is a Christmas uh, Christmas one. I know uh, it's a planes, Christmas movie, but I don't right. know if they... Did, don't they play uh, it on Thanksgiving? Uh, I think uh, Home Alone's played. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles is played. Mm. Yeah. That's a great Classic. play. I'll yeah. have to watch that uh, one tomorrow night. Speaking of seasonal movies, I was... Kind of upset. The Christmas story was on TV the other night. It was uh, Christmas, really? yeah, Christmas uh, vacation and Christmas story back to back already. Yeah, that's amazing. Too soon. Love both of those movies. We'll watch the hell out of them. See, this is when the one Christmas. year. This is the one year where that kind of stuff isn't bothering me. Like our neighbors have their Christmas lights up, and it it used to bother me, but I don't think it is this year, just because Thanksgiving's so late. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I've just kind of taken a back seat to being angry about it this year. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I've, I've just gotten pragmatic about it this year. Um, we I put up the lights this year. This is the first time before Thanksgiving that I've ever had the lights up. I didn't plug them in, <laughs> but I put <laughs> I, them up. I, it's, it's, I will say that it's 60 not gonna rain. day, I almost yeah. did the same thing. That's not a bad idea. We I usually put mine up like the weekend after yeah, Thanksgiving. That's, that's, I try. I shoot for that. That's typically what we do. But I was like, you know, was, we're not going to have a, a decent weather in the next couple of weeks. So, so I, I sp- unlike the people behind me, they turn their lights on. We flip them off every time we go outside. Uh, you know, just a bunch of Grin- bunch of Grinches. We had a we had a uh, speaking of uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I asked uh, Twitter, Blue's Twitter. Uh, is, is there a side item that you just fucking can't stand uh, every Thanksgiving? It's like you see it on the table and you're like fucking disgusting. You have one of those? Um, well, the nice thing is everywhere I go, we we've pared it down to the just the stuff we like. But it used to be uh, yams. Yams. Yes, yams for me too. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I've never a, been a fan. Green bean casserole for me. It's not a. I'm not a stuffing guy either. Uh, you know, depend for me. It depends on how the stuffing's made. Yeah, yeah. it's if you the, just, if it's not if it's inside the bird. No. Yeah. If no, it's if it's done like in a pan in the oven, that's fine. Yeah, we have. Um, typically, it's been uh, both oven baked, um, uh, a nice sausage stuffing, and then just regular stovetop for the picky people in the world. 
Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing that's actually inside the bird. Cause yeah, that's, that's just gross. South, Southside uh, country club on Twitter responded to the discussion and said oyster dressing. It was a, it was like a, a shit. He can't fucking can't stand oyster dressing. I'm like, yeah. I've, I've never, never heard of it. It sounds, that. it yeah. sounds disgusting. Are you, uh, Not a fan already. No, I'm either. So uh, let's let's get to uh, the YouTube chat here. Crappy goalie, front of the show, says, "I used to like Kurt until he badmouthed green bean casserole." <laughs> I have to agree. I love green bean casserole. What's I'm, your problem with it? I'm not saying everyone should hate it. I'm saying I don't like it. I don't. And know I'm why, a little though. offended. What, is it a that you're trying thing? to tell me what I can't like? It, like I'm can't just like. asking. Is it a texture thing? Is it a taste thing? What is it's it? It's a it's a texture thing. I like green beans. It's yeah. just a texture thing. I'm not a not a fan. Huh. Have you ever had it with bacon in it? <sighs> I've had I like green beans and bacon together. Yeah. Well, I don't think Kurt, your opinion is wrong, and that's a fact. Hmm. Well, um, I don't know about that. That's a okay. I'm gonna go ahead and mute Jeff for the rest of the show. <laughs> right over there. I think you guys uh, would have a much better show if you did that every week. <laughs> cranberry sauce was a was a big one. Yeah. A lot of oh people hate yeah. That I stuff. don't like that either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Old Mr. Jack, Blue Sat tweeted. Yeah. That. He did too. The uh, yeah. when it comes out, the shape of the can. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, my <laughs> daughter, my daughter loves it. Yeah. I don't. I some people like it. I I don't yeah. uh, either. Um, Old Jack Falstaff uh, said cranberry sauce. Uh, Scott N said turkey. <laughs> he has a poultry allergy, so that's got to suck uh, for him. Oh, that <laughs> that's does. That yeah, and the, so this is the crazy thing. Usually, I you know anytime around Thanksgiving, I avoid turkey. Went to fire and smoke on Saturday night. Yeah, turkey, turkey sandwich. Ah, you know what I have for dinner tonight? Turkey, turkey bacon sandwich. <laughs> what are you, Adam Sandler? Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently. You Brian Regan now? Oh, apparently. <laughs> Uh, a couple more things from the YouTube chat here. Alabama Blues fan, 100% agree on green bean casserole. Terrible. Thank you. Uh, Scuba, our friend Scuba, jumps in and says, oyster casserole is good, sort of Asian flavors in it, and then adds a well, favorite word of the women listening to the show, makes it real moist. <laughs> what was that? Moist, you say? Moist is the word, yes. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> I think of the letter bear, uh, the letter bear, letter bear, letter Kenny. Uh, the letter yep. Kenny, uh, That's a uh, great bit. episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the best ones. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Bob says green beans shouldn't be in a creamy sauce; they're already mushy. Bradley Stiverson says canned gre- cranberry sauce is just Jello. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, okay. Sometimes green beans can be mushy. I, that's what they're overcooked though. If they're mushy, yeah. Um, you get fresh green beans. They should have. They should almost have like a snap to them. Yep. Uh, cooked uh, canned green beans. Uh, you cook them right. They're not mushy. They're kind of. They're firm, but they're not. They're not snappy. Not mushy. You eat mushy vegetables. They're overcooked, and all the vegetables and benefits are gone. So it's like eating nothing. Yeah. All it's like eating nutrients. celery. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, the canned cranberry sauce is just Jello. That's not. I don't think that's true, is it? I mean, that's not. No, nah, it's more of a. It, it looks like Jello, right? It's it's just it's gross. Got a, it's got a. It's that's not as sweet as Jello at all. Yeah, it's 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 just gross. Let's, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Lachlan Runa said, "Thanks, Jeff, for ignoring my comment." <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm getting to it. I was talking about Thanksgiving food first. We were going to talk about that. He completely changed the subject. Well, which yeah, we and, all and, seem to do all the time. Yeah, and, and a couple more things in the in the in the YouTube chat here. Uh, 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 Brian Roberts says, I, I, I like cranberry sauce, um, probably because it's all he had growing up. It's a guilty comfort food. And uh, Raise That Banner says, uh, put a gif of uh, pumpkin pie. 
So mm. I guess he's not a fan of the pumpkin pie. Which yeah, is that, that's Twitter? Pretty, I'm yeah. saying so, on Twitter, yep, right? Twitter. Oh, you, you said YouTube chat. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. pumpkin sorry. pumpkin pie. Yeah, I I it, the texture. I I like pumpkin beer. Ah, uh, yeah. I like pumpkin lattes. I like pumpkin uh, other things, but pumpkin pie, the texture of pumpkin pie is repulsive to me. My daughter likes pumpkin pie too. Mm. I love I, pumpkin it, pie. It, it, if I have pumpkin I, pie, it's got to have a shit ton of whipped cream on top. Yeah. Mm, um, whipped cream. Mm, just give me a whipped cream pie. <laughs> oh, that, a coconut cream, man. That's 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 my deal. I oh, like my wife loves that stuff. Coconut that's cream stuff. pie is delicious. So, uh, Puck Guy fourteen. Hey, uh, Puck Guy fourteen from uh, Teal Town. That's Eric. Eric. Correct? Yeah, yeah, Teal Town podcast. What's up, buddy? Uh, welcome. Happy guy. Thanksgiving to you guys in San Jose. Yeah, you guys should uh, get to Thanksgiving a couple hours after we do. <laughs> uh, Puck, uh, he says a uh, Puck Mom's uh, pumpkin cake with cream cheese frosting. That just sounds good. That sounds good. That does, does. sound good. It's, uh, All right, I'll be texture. there tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> cake texture. Send well, me your address. I'll be pumpkin there. Pumpkin pie texture. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we uh, let's let's bet on the next Blues and Sharks game, <laughs> and uh, if uh, Blues win, then uh, Puck Guy fourteen has to send us one of his. One of his mom's pumpkin cakes with cream cheese frosting. Are you got scuba's <laughs> jumping in here? Uh, cream fresh. Do you guys know the reference? Creme fresh. Uh, Creme fresh. Oh yes. What is that from? Uh, Gordon Ramsay says Marsh. a lot. Randy Marsh. Yeah. Randy South Park. Marsh. Uh, South Park. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it. I, yep. I'm, I'm not a huge South Park watcher anymore. Yep. Mm. Crappy goalie. Hate cranberry sauce of any kind. And Puckeye 14, happy Thanksgiving to you all. All the best to Blues fans. Oh, he's a nice guy. You know, I always liked that Eric. <laughs> it's the other ones I didn't enjoy. He's, I mean, he's a nice you know, guy. AJ guy? No. He's just, <laughs> Eric's a nice guy, and he knows his way around the Photoshops. He does. So I can, I, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can appreciate him for that. I, I'm a Photoshop guy myself. Is that what you appreciate about <laughs> That's him? That's what I appreciate about him. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and and while we're on the subject, I can pull it to the YouTube. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, there you go. You, uh, those of you in the YouTube or not yeah. watching on the YouTubes, uh, that <clears throat> would be Mr. Kurt Price standing up and showing his Letterkenny Irish T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very nice, uh, sir. Very nice. Although I don't understand why you would go for the whale shit club that folded <laughs> as opposed to the Shamrockettes. The Shamrockettes. Shamrockettes, Back baby. to back to back. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Three peats. God, can't believe we missed that at trivia. Dirty fucking dangles. Oh. Well, let's uh, let b- before Scuba has an aneurysm here. Let's get to his. No, actually, it wasn't Scuba. It was uh, Lachlan oh. ruined it. Before yes. he has an aneurysm, let's get to uh, his <laughs> comment here. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, I love the beanie and happy early Thanksgiving, fellas. Uh, Sarah says, "Howdy, boys. Ponder, you're never taking that hat off, are you? Maybe I should have picked up two. Uh, so yes, anyone watching on the YouTube's sees that I'm wearing a, uh, a leukemia, hockey fights cancer, blues hat, which was picked up for me. By listener of the show, Sarah. So, Sarah, thank you very much again. It looks great, it feels great, and it is not coming off my head all winter. So, uh, I like how you, thank you. I, li- I like how you've uh, rotated the blue note to face the camera. Yes, the- <laughs> I always wear it on the other side, and then I, I put it on. I'm like, oh no, I got to move it around. Yeah. So uh, it, it's almost like uh, the iPhone. In, in, a, in a, bear with me. In a, a sense where. You always got to see the logo. So you get the iPhone cases, and there's always a hole cut out in the back of the case so you can see the logo through the case. You know, it's always like yep. got to show people what you got, right? That's right. 
Well, if I didn't uh, have this hat on, I would, you know, or if I didn't have the blue note showing, people would be like, why the hell is he wearing a beanie for a podcast? That's fine. It's probably, you have cold house. Not uh, really. Actually, my head's already getting kind of (laughs) hot. I'm kind of offended that we're calling it a beanie. Yeah, it's a a toque. It's a toque. It's it's a toque. It's a toque. I guess a toque, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Speaking of uh, Canadian things, uh, official beers of episode 227. Bill. I didn't even tweet it out, but uh, it's uh, Founders Sumatra Underground Sumatra Brown. Second time I've had it. I like that name. Um, It was one of the uh, the Barrel Age series this year. Um, And uh, yeah, as I'm I'm going through, uh, tried to keep one of each of those in my cellar collection. And so I had one extra. Decided tonight was the night for it. Really looking forward to the next one that they're coming out with. The it's espresso KBS, so mm. I'll be all over that. I, uh, I I assume there's no boycott from Bill towards founders after the announcement that they're not going to carry no CBS anymore. No, I get it. I get it. Okay, it's a supply issue. Hmm. And and you know I I feel like there's just there well for one there's. Too many barrel aged beers flooding the market now. Everybody's got a barrel age. That's and, true, and not everything is worthy of it. <clears throat> First of all, though, if you're gonna if you're gonna say something's flooding the market, CBS is. let's let's not let's not kid ourselves. IPAs are flooding the market. <laughs> the, if, if, if you're gonna say there's too much of anything, there's too many IPAs. Everyone's got half a dozen IPAs that they're rolling out on tap. I'd say too many IPAs, too many blues hockey podcasts. <laughs> Which are there more of? <laughs> Four hands IPAs or blues pod, uh, podcasts? There's like 137 blues podcasts. Um, I, 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 every week I see someone new come maybe, up with a new one. Maybe that's our tagline going forward. The barrel aged stout of blues podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah I, I, I mean, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to sound cocky here by any means, but I just, I really... Uh, uh, with 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 the the influx of all these blues podcasts the past couple years especially this year uh, I'm just really glad we got in we've been like doing this for a long time and we're not like just all of a sudden doing it I'm glad we were here first I'm glad we were just like you know we're not copying anybody we're doing our own thing we're just I'm glad that it was you know we had the idea because there was nothing out there you know what I mean trendsetters uh, yeah yeah we're not we're not following anybody or not going after anybody else I liked I liked being the first people on the boat so yeah I mean that's why we started this podcast was we wanted more blues coverage and we're getting it now now we're getting it more than ever so yeah, uh, it, it's funny because we have a, a a chat that we we talk on every week, all week, and uh, it, one of us will always post, "Hey, new blues podcast." We'll post a link, <laughs> and I think Kurt, the last one you just posted, you were like, "Yeah, I think that's uh, the 137th now." <laughs> There's a lot of them, <clears throat> yep. and it's all well and good as long as you're putting out original and good content, right? That's that's, that's the point, I, and, and I, that's what I said. I said, I, I, "If you're gonna do a blues podcast, go for it. It's right. fun, but." I, I would recommend to right. people if they're right. going to do one to make it your own. Don't don't just regurgitate what other people are doing. Do something different. Do something cool. Do I mean you're sitting in a microphone, <clears throat> the internet's at your fingertips. You're putting you're broadcasting on the web. It's it doesn't cost a lot to do it. Do do something cool. Do something no one's done yet. Do something we haven't thought of. Do something you know be kind of neat to see what 
other people come up with. And I think when I when we when we go online and listen to these other shows, um, if you're doing the same thing, if you're saying the same things you can hear on the five o'clock news, you know, on a on a, on a, a box score, I was reading a box score, and I was like, I mean, okay, I mean that's fine and all. If you like doing it, that's fine. But I mean, what's to separate yourself from somebody else? That's what I'm saying. Just make yourself different, unique. Yeah, and trust me, I'm I'm constantly listening to other blues podcasts, trying to get on with somebody else, <laughs> and and I just haven't found one that I like better than Let's Go Blues Radio. And we've been waiting for somebody to take him, and he just <laughs> nobody will. I won't go away. <laughs> we're we're willing to to sign the. Uh, <laughs> The exclusive, the com, right? The, right. the <laughs> non-exclusive rights contracts, and yeah. My buyout is is very very cheap. It's like three dollars to Fryer Tuck. That is my and, buyout. And uh, one well, of one of Puckeye Fourteen's mom's pies or right. cakes. Well, now that uh, now that Sarah got Jeff the hat, you know that's that's half of it too. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, guys, it was a good run. I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, 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 light, sound, geometry, analog, electronic scuba says uh, you guys uh, fill the void, um, and uh, he also says that uh, similar to the game day paper, meaning unique and different and, and funny. Yeah, and that's yeah they do a good job as far as doing their that own is thing. The, just a side note: that is the second time that the game day paper has come up for me today. Uh, someone I, I randomly was talking with is a former uh, editor back in game night review days and we sat and talked i don't want to uh release any names but we we sat and talked for uh god about an hour just talking about game day and how great their coverage is and how far they've come so it's just interesting when when i see that come up and and it's just randomly you'll you'll meet people and i know you guys have too that maybe listen to the podcast in the st louis area that just oh hey yeah you're that podcast or hey you're that guy that that uh Wrote about the game day paper that one time. I mean, it's it's funny how these little fan run things have just gotten to be kind of part of blues culture. Right. I, I think it's pretty awesome that uh, Game Time got uh, shout out in last year's NHL game. Right. Doc Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had a, a little that take on cool. that. So <clears throat> that's our goal. <laughs> We're getting in shell. Well, you know, I mean. Well, uh, let's go blues.com was featured on Fox sports Midwest, uh, on a, I think it was a blues Blackhawks broadcast on a Saturday night, uh, in between the first and second period and the second and third period. Uh, they pulled snippets from the forum. They asked a question and we posted it in the forum and, and they, they pulled responses and talked about it, uh, in between periods and mentioned the site. That was pretty cool. Such a huge hit at broke all the traffic yeah, they couldn't right. ask you about right exactly and they've never once mentioned us since <laughs> a record high four people visited the site that night right <laughs> uh today in blues history Chris, hey, you no, had, i didn't do my beer buddy oh, oh yeah i didn't do mine either jump ahead yeah, yeah, i, I just jump i just assumed we we're done we've been talking for beer about this so long all, all right. right well let's let's roll through this uh rather quickly then i will go uh do mine real quick the southern tier pumpkin again not a uh i always uh, camera two, camera three, camera three. Okay. <laughs> uh, Southern Tier Pumpkin. Um, it's Imperial Pumpkin Ale. I believe they're based in Pittsburgh. Bill, you may know better than me. I can't remember. Uh, something like that. Somewhere yeah, they're, not in they're St. Louis. East. Yeah. They're east. Yeah. Either uh, but, Pennsylvania. Uh, this, or New I've York. always said there's only two pumpkin beers that I really enjoy, and uh, obviously the one that we talk about all the time, the O'Fallon one, and then this one, Pumpkin. 
It's uh, 8.6 alcohol, um, uh, 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 the volume percentage. And um, I can't talk, apparently. Uh, do we brew with magic? Taste and see. Pumpkin's complex, luscious, pie-like notes make this an unworldly ale. One sip, and you'll know why Pumpkin has worn the crown since 2007. Long live the king. Liquid and uh, we also should mention Lackland ruined it, which I almost, I have some of these in my fridge. I almost grabbed one just to be funny. He says he's got a white claw tonight. <laughs> I've had one white claw in my life. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not my a My wife loves them. It is a yeah. white girl drink for sure. Is, uh, is okay. I had it white girl softball. drunk, man. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I get it. It's popular. Uh, mine is, and I should have brought down some chocolate or something to pair with this. Bill brought over uh, last week some uh, the peanut butter chocolate milk stout from uh, Four Hands, the absence of light. Uh, the canned variety this year, which I think is the first year they've had cans. Last year they had bottles, uh, the big bottles. This year, it's about time because... Uh, hold, hold that up. I haven't seen the can. Where's the camera? There it is. <laughs> camera three. Camera three. <clears throat> nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, I I like this. This is I've said this a lot of times. I've I'm this is my go-to fall beer. If it's on tap when I'm out, I get it um, usually. So except for Friday, except for Friday. Oh yeah, Friday, right? <laughs> oh man, uh, at uh, Global Brew um, last week, I had a peanut butter porter, and I forgot who made it, but it's at Global Brew right now. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really really good. Just saying. If it's still there on Friday, I'll, I'll point out to you, and you can maybe get it next time or something. Yeah. It's, it's good. I don't know. I am going to be looking for a bar tomorrow afternoon. Uh, rumor has it we're getting a little early dismissal, and uh, there's a Liverpool game at 2 o'clock. So in Amsterdam? Uh, possibly. Hmm. It's uh, about 15 minutes from work at most. So. You know, okay. So I, I, uh, we will probably be have early dismissal as well. Uh, we have before every Thanksgiving break and Christmas break. We got it too usually. So assuming if unless something bucks the trend tomorrow, uh, fifteen straight years, I mean, we haven't. So uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, if you want company, maybe yeah. I'll uh, hangs with you if you're going out there to watch a game. Yeah, I, I'm because I'll be because I'll be in uh, St. Louis tomorrow night anyway. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we, slack about it. Yeah, we won't invite Ponder though. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'm off the show anyway. This is my last episode. <laughs> oh. uh, speaking of that, uh, peanut butter milks. I'm gonna grab one. You go right ahead. You go right ahead, sir. You did. You did purchase them and bring them over. You can have up to two. <laughs> uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Tour account, November 26th. Uh, actually, today, uh, rest in peace to former St. Louis Blues player Bill McCurry. Uh, Bill led the first Blues team in shorthanded goals and scored first uh, the first shorthanded goal in Blues history. Also led 70-71 uh, uh, in shorthanded goals, I guess. Uh, blues head coach for a short time. Fired on Christmas. I heard that story before. That was a dick. Who did that? Was it... Uh, was it... Uh, oh, it was the... Oh, it was Ornest. Yeah. Ornest that fired. Had, yeah, that had to yeah. be Ornest, yeah. The carpetbagger. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, and he was their first director of computer scouting in seventy-two, seventy-three. Uh, McCurry played for the Rangers, Red Wings, Canadians, Blues, and coached the Canucks. 
a brother to Keith and father to Bill, who officiated in the NHL. The mustache. The mustachio. Yeah. McCree coached. Uh, uh, he ref for a long time. He did. Uh, that was that was like one of the guys. Him and uh, Koharski, uh, a couple other. Uh, Terry Gregson. And, uh, Gregson. And uh, 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 Frazier. Frazier. And who was the guy uh, that uh, was. Magoo. Uh, Magoo, yeah. Um, uh, who was Van the Massenhoven. Van Massenhoven. Former Ontario Provincial Policeman. Who was the one who uh, was uh, refing the game where uh, Blue swept and Belfour broke his stick and threw it at him? Oh. Uh, Rob Schick. Schick. Yes, Rob Schick. Schick. Yeah. yeah. Rob Schick. Which, yes, Belfour did throw his stick at Schick. I was at the game, I saw it. The TV angle, the camera cuts away right before he does it. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, let's see. To November 26, 1985. St. Louis Blues beat Toronto Maple Leafs 5 to 1. Uh, Federico got his 500th assist. Mark Hunter, uh, which I'm sure that uh, St. STL Blues history was uh, drooling over this. He's a big Mark Hunter fan. Uh, had a hat trick in this game, had a Gordie Howe hat trick. Uh, first Blues player with an even strength goal, power play goal, and a shorthanded goal in the same game. And the second Blues player with a hat trick and a Gordie Howe hat trick in the same game. So a notable game for Mr. Mark Hunter. Mr. Broomball Helmet, Mark Hunter. Yeah, Mr. Broomball Helmet <laughs> and uh, the uh, owner and general manager and coach of the London Knights, the OHL. Produced Robert Thomas, yep. among others, and Cairo. Uh, uh, no, no, he was Thank, starting no, no, to sting. No. All right. Thank you for that tip of information, Pierre. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> thank you, Mr. McGuire. Uh, November 26, mm. 1983, the Ornes, speaking of which, we just mentioned them earlier, owners of the St. Louis Blues uh, discussed changing both, and this, this, me being a graphics guy, logo guy, graphic artist, this, this, this story always just infuriates me so much. Um, it discusses uh, the changing both the logo and the color scheme of the Blues jersey. Uh, again, 1983. Thank goodness the silver color was not available for production. Uh, our, and that's the reason why this jersey was not produced because they couldn't get the silver available for production. Um, it, Thank the, God. the picture at STL Blues History is the Twitter account. Uh, give him a look, and he's got the picture and a little uh, snippet from the news article here. Um, it's an awful, awful, awful design. Designed by Harry Ornest's wife, Ruth, uh, who was not a graphic artist. Um, the article says Ornes and his wife Ruth are proceeding with plans to change the Blues uniforms for next season from the predominantly blue and yellow to predominantly blue and silver. Test uniforms have been ordered, Ornes said. A change in the logo on the front of the sweater is planned too. A design is in the works that will incorporate the present blue note with the arch and the word blues. <laughs> and the one they have uh, shown, the, the prototype, is exactly what it is. It's a blues with an arch and a blue note and it's just like just it's it, awful. It, Look, it it's like it's, it's off. It's it's bad. But I will say, I really think that if you got if you handed that to a graphic designer, a graphic artist, and you said, "Make this look good," I think there's something there to make it look okay. It's, the, it's, it's, the the blues, the the name blues across the arch in the same color. There needs to be some kind of shadow there to to offset that. Uh, the fact there's yellow in the collar and there's yellow nowhere else in the jersey, that needs to be fixed. Um, but I really believe for an 80s jersey, it's like they started designing something and then just stopped midway through. 
I think there is something there. It's it, just to it, give it, them a little credit. It looks like a it jersey that was designed by somebody who doesn't know how to design things. It, it, to me, it looks like an Anheuser Busch sponsored game day giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I really think that this is like you kind of no. going along with what Kurt uh, said. That if you were to take that jersey and hand it to a jersey designer and say, "Here's what I'm thinking," what are your thoughts? And then no. they would they would go in and make it look better. First off, you you, you remove the name the Blues completely. It doesn't. It, we we had the Blues with the, arched over the note for a while, well, and that was that's what actually came. Yeah, from right, this, right? which is better. But right. that didn't work either. I mean, that, I mean, no. it, it worked, but it wasn't a good jersey. It was, but it, right. The it it's probably the least popular um, outside of the clown jersey. Um, well, but the clown jersey yeah. has a uh, a nascent following here, which is bullshit. But it's yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. I, so we didn't really talk about that, right? Because that, that was week, that was last week. Right. Oh so no! The, we, yeah, we didn't. We didn't because yeah. we we talked about it coming up. We didn't actually talk about it. Right. So so I'll I'll just give you my take. Like just watching the game, there was there were parts of me that was like really feeding that nostalgia. Like, oh, this is fun, but like, God, that's so fucking ugly. Yeah. It, I, I agree. Yeah. I I mean, there it it was like I liked that it brought back the memories of that that era and that that team you know that especially the uh the team that got knocked out by detroit and, right. and the eisenman goal like that it was just there was that was really the first time in my life i had belief that a team here could do it and i just i had a, a very strong emotional attachment to it so like seeing those jerseys kind of brought it back but then when zach sanford was the star of the game and i, I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught the reference but when i messaged you guys is i think ponder said something about you know wow i, sanford I apologize listens to the show yeah Kromnoff. yeah i said he looks <laughs> more like vitalik Kromnoff than dale howard show yeah i love I, it good reference I, sir i kept seeing I kept seeing Shen and thinking Jim Campbell or Tikkanen, you know, because they both wore that jersey. Yep. Uh, and I'm like, I, I kept, you know, 19, you see Shanahan or, or whoever the hell. I, it, 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 it was so weird because I, and it was, in a, and it, it was cool in a sense where it kind of took me back and it felt like I was watching a game, like mm-hmm. you said, from 1996, 97. Because um, I kept thinking, oh, God, that's, that's Tikkanen. That's uh, mm-hmm. Glenn Anderson. That's, uh, you know. Why is Steve Leach playing the point? <laughs> That, oh. that was fun. I'll admit, like that part of it, going yes. on Twitter and like referencing old players with other Blues fans, that was a lot of fun. Uh, met, you mentioned Stephen Leach. That was one of the first ones that popped in my head, which I thought was weird. I'm like, there has to be another 27, right? And I, uh, that's the only one that came to mind. And I, I maybe I, I had never looked it up. I don't know if there was another one in that jersey. Uh, there was a there was a French guy. Um, God, who 29. Uh, 27. 27. 27. Oh. Yeah. Um, um, Chaison. Uh, no. What, the, no, what was his name? Chaison. Chaison. Uh, it's going to be something. Bill Naga, Naga, Denis Naga. Chasse. That's it. Denis Chasse. You're right. That was a 27. So we got Damn. Nice job, sir. 
This is I owe you an absent of light, sir. Stephen Leach, exactly Chasse. That's mine does, too. Yeah. Dave Christian before that, Terry Yake uh, after Leach. And Terry I do believe Yake. He Terry, he, Terry Yake didn't wear that jersey, though, did he? 98. Yeah, the last oh, year man, they I had it. He, did. he, he did yeah, wear it. I guess he did. That's and right. He played. They called him up, and he played in a line with uh, Hull because there was like every center was injured in a game. I remember that. Terry Yake always kicked ass for me on NHL 94. As a duck. Oh, he was great. As a duck, as a duck yeah. yeah. As yeah. a duck. It's yep. fantastic. Um, <laughs> I will say, and, and I said this on Twitter, the uh, seeing those jerseys in HD was so odd. Yeah. It was so odd because, you know, you see it, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, the red stands out even more in HD. It was so yeah. strange. Yeah, I, I mean, here, here, and here's the deal: nostalgia, and we said this before. Nostalgia is cool. I, I, I mean, bringing back memories is cool. Seeing the jerseys on TV and thinking of, oh gosh, I remember these games, and these players, and that reminds me of this. That's cool. I get it. The throwback graphics on the screen, the present, the the broadcast presentation was cool. Uh, the jumbotron stuff was cool. Throwback to that jumbotron. It was neat. Um, it's neat in small batches, like this game and a couple others are going to do it for. Uh, but uh, I, do I, not do not right. kid yourself. Right, the, I, the, I, the jersey is a shitty design. Right, uh, and I think I think they're getting it right from that perspective, like giving you the sure, small no, doses of it. Yes, right? I get it. And, and Federico even said after the game, he goes, "Yes, they were fine for this game." He goes, "There are a lot of people who hated these jerseys." I'm like, "Thank you for saying that on the right, air, right. because there, all these all these uh, 18, 19, 22 year olds are like they, they didn't go through the jersey the first time. They're they people call it the best looking jersey ever. Right, no, I'm like, what are you fucking smoking? Right. This this uh, is ridiculous. Some weird nostalgia for the '90s that I, I'll never understand. I get. It. I mean, My, I get it. I get it. But I but but. Let's not mistake. Bad design is bad design. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's a bad design. It, now, if you're nostalgic for it and you want a jersey, that's great. That's fine. But you, let's call it what it is. It's not a good design. Right. How <laughs> many not... bad nicknames were there for that jersey? The clown jerseys, the McDonald's jerseys, the terrible. Yeah, it's just uh, my people... my favorite comment came from former Blue Jeff Brown. Do you guys see that on Twitter? Mm-mm. Somebody. So you know, we were all making references. You know, we would see a number. And say, oh, you know, this player, you know, out with Jay Bowmeister, I was calling him Shanahan all night. Um, somebody, I, I don't remember, I think it was one of the news guys, said, you know, oh, yeah, 21, looks like Jeff Brown out there. And Jeff Brown, like, <laughs> it, he was tagged in it. He's, Jeff mm. Brown retweeted with comment and said, thank I, God uh, I never played in those hideous jerseys. Yes. yes thank and I'm you. like, good for you, Jeff Brown. <laughs> yep. Jeez. But I will say, listen. Small doses, and, and somebody said it yeah. here, uh, Puck Guy 14. Small doses are the best. I will say, that game, surprisingly, I had a lot of fun watching that game. Now, granted, it's a 5 nothing win. Maybe that's part of it. But I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed seeing the jerseys again I did, because it I did, did too. bring back those nostalgic memories. I do fear, though, that <laughs> we're going to see those jerseys again, and I'm going to say, oh, okay, not as cool as the first time. Right, no, it definitely it's a thing of diminishing returns. Although, I'll tell you, seeing Biddington in his setup, mm-hmm. man. Oh, uh, his, yes. his throwback God. mask and the Curtis Joseph tribute, which is awesome. And the second that was tribute mask that Joseph had uh, uh, with the Blues, with the 
uh, Elliot doing the last one. Yeah. It's pretty cool. If I ever need like a mental refresher or just a, a mental break, I will go onto Twitter. I've, I have so many goalie follows on Twitter uh, and just go and look at goalie gear setups or, you know, old, old school goalie masks. And that, that I think needs to get into my rotation because uh, that just absolutely perfect replica and just, yeah. Beautiful. Puckeye 14 says, a fun time seeing that jersey, but if you ever wanted to see a design for the blues, let me know. I assume he means he's, he would design one. Yeah, he does that. So, yeah, that'd be, yeah, yeah give seen, us one, big guy. Yeah, Let's see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be creative uh, and uh, make it not suck. <laughs> Which um, because I really I, I I like the Blues jerseys now a lot. Love them a, a lot. And yes, the, yes, the, yes. the 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 Winter Classic, the the light blue, mm. uh, love that one too. Yeah. Um, so they're 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 set for jerseys now. I, but uh, it'd be nice to see a little uh, little uh, right. variant. And, and I, I what think is it the Rockies, the Diamondbacks that have like six different jerseys. Yeah. God, and you want to talk about bad jerseys? The Stadium Series jerseys for yes. the Kings and the Avalanche? Like, who who thinks that that's good? It's like, a it's a nod to the future, Bill. God. That's the Stadium Series. I, if that's I, the I, future, kill me uh, now. And I said this last week. I said I don't give a shit what the future. The bad design is bad design, and those suck. Yeah, They're, I don't. If the future is bad design, okay, the future is not bad design. That's not that's not look to the future. The, uh, if anything. Uh, People try and go uh, kitschy, cool, or uh, unique with these jerseys, and but every single goddamn time, simpler is better yeah, with absolutely. hockey jerseys. Every that's, time. That's what I was going to say. If you want to tie tie a nice little bow on this conversation, go back to where we started with this today in STL Blues history. The the simpler and you know just compact the more compact that a blues jersey is the more effective it is the more beautiful it is when you start incorporating the arch and <laughs> I, I, silver and the I've, red and yellow collar what's that yeah the, the yellow so is unbalanced. the yellow's odd and the, the 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 yellow is like ponder said the yellow on the collar and nowhere else is weird yeah um it should be silver if you're going blue and silver but uh yeah i that's and the arch is is a hard element to design work into a design anyway. Right, they they got it right with the dark navy blue jerseys. Yeah, that, that was fine. Wore for a few seasons. Yeah, that was good. It was but, a solid a solid design. Right, it but, wasn't earth shattering, but it was simple and clean and good. Right, right. I, it didn't um, have weird angles in, or weird colors. Our friend in the YouTube chat, uh, Mister Hotard number tw- Hotard twelve. Uh, he's going to yell at us if we don't get to this question sooner. Number 14 in those jerseys, go Jeff Courtnall. Yeah, Jeff Courtnall. Come on. Yeah. Jeff Courtnall. Uh, um, and he says something about an ugly logo behind Kurt. What uh, What ugly logo? Is he talking about the, the tin sign behind you? Yeah. With yeah. The, the arch logo that we were just uh, talking about yeah. that was effective. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, that's a, I like that logo. It's fine. I mean, it's, right. it's not it's not as good as the the single sole blue note. Yeah, but uh, it worked. It's fine. And along the same lines, since uh, Hotard's commented a bunch here, uh, he says Thursday was amazing, so he enjoyed that night as well. And he also yeah. says Four Hands peanut butter jelly milk stout is amazing. I want to try that, and I and uh, I tomorrow when I'm in St. Louis, I may 
I may You're pick one stop up. By the- yeah, uh, I they've got the the variant this year, the uh, peanut butter and jelly, yeah. which I do want to give that a shot. Why not? It's a jelly. It's a jelly. It's <laughs> uh, <the last> <laughs> Lachlan ruined it. Says I'll keep you guys updated on the tornado watch. <laughs> Thank you. Which, Thank you. <laughs> that's more. That's more south southern Missouri, right? Tonight yeah, we're yeah we're out of the uh, they took everything away from here yeah I mean this morning they were saying it might rain bullseye yeah it might yeah. rain but it's windy as fuck yeah your yard's a mess oh yeah you know, I gotta cut my grass too <laughs> uh, one more time before the winter if it'll ever stop raining when I have time to cut it uh, today's state in blues history 2014 November 26th uh, Jordan Bennington received his first NHL call up by the St Louis Blues of course uh, he didn't play. Obviously, and they, we we talked about this at the time, which shows you how long we've been around, folks. Um, he never seemed like he got a fair chance, even when he was called yeah. up last year. It took them. Remember, was it uh fourteen, fifteen games in a row? Allen started, and we were saying just give Bennington a start because Allen's exhausted. Uh-huh. It's clear. Did he play in fourteen? He got called up. Yeah, I know yeah, he, he, there, he he, he had, came in relief a couple times. There was so his first his first was a relief appearance right. against the Oilers. Was that in fourteen? A, a blow came. I think it was the following year. Okay. I think it was fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. All right. And I mean he he faced what, three shots and gave up a goal. It yeah. was it, Breakaway. it was lackluster. The the smallest of all sample sizes right. that you can possibly mm-hmm. get. Uh, crappy goalie says, I think the heritage winter classic look is the best in the NHL. I'm sure I'm in the minority. I don't, I don't think you're in the minority at all. I think that's a pretty common consensus that the blues, uh, heritage winter classic Jersey is like the best of all, if not the best, it's up there for discussion for the best in the NHL. It's fantastic. That's great. And and wasn't it voted the best Jersey in the NHL just, uh, two years ago or so? Uh, it might have been. I say I don't know if it was best in the NHL, best third jersey. Maybe I, I don't think know. it was. Yeah, I think they ranked the third jerseys. I want to say maybe Penguins took first and Blues took second. And the Penguin and the voting was probably just a fan base thing too. Yeah. Well, Could've those been. Penguins baby blues are nice. I do like. Those. I I like them too. Yeah. Isn't that the what the, the Penguins were wearing when Crosby got injured in the Winter Classic game? No, that, that, right. that was that was um, no because those were black and golds. The okay. that was the first winter classic game that they played in the snow the snow globe game in Buffalo when Crosby scored the shootout he, winner. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those are the blue jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Gotcha. And then the third time they played was when they played in the ballerina costume. <laughs> that was crazy. For those that haven't seen that, look that up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want. We to. should probably I, get. I don't want that in my search history. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys getting the, uh, I don't have this in the outline, but you guys getting the, uh, champions Bud Light bottles that were announced no. and gonna come out today? Mm. 30 you know, bucks, honestly, 30 bucks for three bottles. No. I'll probably have somebody will probably buy them for me. So I'll say yes. <laughs> Just uh, because that, I know that's the easy gift for me. I would receive them as a gift. No problem. I just, I, I, I have a hard time spending 30 bucks on three bottles of Bud Light. Uh, even though they look cool, they're cool looking bottles. But uh, they've done this twice already now. Right. The Play yeah. Gloria bottles. <laughs> where are they? Over there. Where, where is it? Somewhere yeah, back there. Somewhere. And there's the, uh, they already have the 2019 Champs Bud Light bottles too. So uh, this is like the third set of Blues Championship bottles are doing. And it's like, how many of these are you going to do? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I mean, I'm going to have somebody buy them for me because like our housewarming party, I didn't buy any of the what was that champagne because everyone told me it was awful. And I was like, eh, I got the Gloria bottles from Bud Light. I don't need those. I had three people bring them to our housewarming party. They're like, oh, these are for you. And I'm like, oh, great. Fantastic. That's a lot of butts. Thank big... you to those who did bring those, by the way. <laughs> if you're listening. Oh, uh, Clem Costin. Let's talk some blues. Who's that? Who? Uh, Clem Costin. Uh, he's a... He's a uh, it's an insurance sales telemar- Telemarketer, actually. He calls oh, my house all the time. Okay. All right. It's annoying. Uh, mm. sounds like a computer accent. Uh, after, after four games, Costin was uh, sent back down to San Antonio to make room for Troy Brower. Uh, Rutherford mm. was on one one ESPN radio in St. Louis this afternoon. And they asked him about the decision to send Costin down, uh, his, and his rationale. I thought, I thought this, did you guys hear this today? The interview with uh, Rutherford on one one only when I read the outline, I thought it was a terrible interview. Not, it wasn't JR's doing. It was Birdie. the questions that were asked. It was, they asked him basically one thing and then he was off the air. Uh, he had, so his rationale, they asked him about this. And so JR gave his rationale for the team sending him back down was that all the production out of the lineup due to injury, uh, Berube sent Costin down and plugged in Brower because he needs to know what he's going to get out of a player like in the third period of a tight game. And so he has trust in sending Brower out there because he knows what he's going to get. <laughs> and I, and there was like no other questions. Right. And, and uh, yeah, when I read that, my reaction was you get somebody who's too slow to backtrack. I just, I mean, I, I, I don't, that, I, I would have loved to have asked, not that he would have known or maybe speculating it. And maybe this, that's his speculation on what the blues are, are doing based on conversations he's had. Um, I don't know if this is directly, you know, what Berube and Armstrong are thinking, but uh, I just, I would have asked Brow, how Brower looked in his first game. You know, I would have, because this was this morning um, and talked to, because it, with the blues and, and ask a question about the blues, lack of scoring. And their offensive struggles lately, and sending a guy like Costin down who could possibly generate some offense or some chances, uh, more than Brower is likely to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I this it's the Brower versus Costin. It's like split factions on online. People are are you know upset that Costin was sent down because he looked he looked. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good. I didn't have a problem with the way he played. I thought he generated a lot. Uh, got his first goal in the, his last game before he was sent down. Um, I, I just, I think uh, with the injuries the Blues have, uh, I think uh, it would have been nice to see Costin a little more and give him more minutes per game. I think the narrative the Blues are kind of putting out there is like, well, the, we want to give him some, he needs to play 15 plus minutes a game, so he'll get that in San Antonio, which right. I agree with. Great, play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to play a lot of minutes because he's young. But you could have tried to play him 12, 13 minutes up here. I mean, that's what Thomas is getting. That's what Sunquist is getting. Um, Blake got about that. You could that you could give him those kind of minutes right. uh, See, up here. There, there's a there's a part of me, and and I hate to say this because we make fun of. Not, I don't want to make fun, but but we say that this isn't really the correct way of thinking. Well, this team won a championship. They can do no wrong for the next five years. But in all actuality, this was something we have bitched about with. 
uh, younger players for a long time with this franchise. Um, Sammy totally Blay. I mean, Sammy Blay uh, this year was finally given, okay, we're going to put you out there in top six minutes to see what you can do. And he thrived. What if they would have done that two years ago with him? Would it really have been crazy to just try him for a game or two in a top six role? Same thing with Jordan Cairo. Put him out there for top six minutes. See what he can do. Don't just put him out there for five minutes. And we were saying this about Costin. With injuries to Blade and Tarasenko and Steen, get him out there for top six minutes. Yeah, maybe first game you, you limit him to seven, eight minutes, but ease him into those minutes, see what he can do full time. And it's like, and this is something that we've, like I said, we bitched about for so long because it seems like the rest of the NHL is willing to do this. They're, they're young guys are stepping in, guys like Matthew Kachuk. I mean, I know Connor McDavid. These guys come with a little more accolades than maybe Clem Costin did, but they stepped in with these young guys and said, we know they're not going to do anything if they're not getting big minutes. And so we're just going to give them big minutes. And if they falter, they falter. Uh, and and we'll, we'll, we'll test them out in the AHL or wherever they need to go, juniors, and we'll bring them back next year and see what they can do. The Blues still have this old-school mentality of, well, he's a young guy. He's got to earn his minutes. That's right. not the NHL anymore. That's not how it goes anymore. Right. The, and I, I agree with that completely. It's I, I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to say that Craig Berube is the same as Ken Hitchcock because Ken Hitchcock would probably never have slotted Costin into any line on this team. But that that bias towards veteran players. I, I want Troy Brower because he I know what he's going to give me in the third period of a game. When I watched Troy Brower play last night, there was there was one shift where I thought it was very noticeable because he was so fucking slow and he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't even get like a, a quick, you know, from down down low back to the hash marks assignment like he just he was too slow to do it and got beaten two strides and you know it's like i'm, I'm gonna give the guy the benefit of the doubt because he's he's earned he's earned some clout here in st louis with the goal against sure Chicago, but he's two years three years older than that now and he hasn't played a whole lot i don't know that breaking him in in a game against Nashville and sending Costin down after Costin scored. I mean, I kind of get the idea. You you dangle the carrot and the stick. Sure. Hey, kid, you scored. It was a good goal. Go down, show us you can do it a whole bunch, and we'll bring you back. That There's a philosophy I, there. I get I, it. I, I Yeah, I get but it. it's I don't but like it. Where this team is right now right. with the injuries and the lack of scoring, right. that's a, that's a hard him, pill to swallow. It It's... It chafes all of us, I think, to know that they would not give him the same chance. He should have been the guy to replace Sammy Blay. Yes, I yes. yes. got him into yeah. that position and let him yeah. let for him two games. Just see what he does for two games. You know, his first game up, he had eleven forty-five ice time, which I thought, wow, that was good. Right, that was that was pretty good. And then his second game, six minutes. Yeah, I'm like, uh oh. What's going on? And then next game, nine minutes. And then his last game, seven minutes. He never something, got close to 11.45 again. Something we have bitched about, at least I bitched about on the show, and I, 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 memory serves me correctly, I think Kurt has too, that it, it, we've, we used to speculate in the, back in the day of the Hitchcock days and even the Mike Yo days that maybe 
Doug Armstrong's got his arms a little too much into the gears and maybe mm-hmm. pulling the strings because you you see these kind of things and, and it's always this Hitchcock mentality, even though Hitchcock's been gone for a while. And so you wonder, well, maybe it's not a Hitchcock thing. Maybe it's an Armstrong thing. And as much as I hate to bitch about the guy because I've been singing his praises for the last six months, um, maybe this is something that relates to him. Maybe he's the one saying, don't play Costin this much. We've got these veteran guys. Get them out there more. We need to see what they can do. We need to we know what we get out of them. Let's get them in there. And again, it's an old school mentality that we saw probably even five, six, seven years ago that has gone the way of the dodo bird. We're just not seeing that anymore. But for some reason, St. Louis is holding on to that mentality. You you saw the writing on the wall, though, with this coming out of training camp because uh, what, what, what uh, Costin had a great camp. And there was, I mean, there was a, I mean, he had a shot at making the club out of camp. Right. Uh, and, uh, but he didn't. And Armstrong was said, he said this, he goes, we don't want that much inexperience on our roster. Right. And I'm like, 98% of your roster just won the Stanley cup. Right. How much experience do you think you need right now? I, I, I mean, there's something to be said for an influx of young talent, fresh legs. My God, you had a long, you had a short off season, right? I mean, why not roll him, keep him up? I mean, four games was was I, I enjoy. I was glad they called him up. Want to see him call? Mm-hmm. Then was not happy with the minutes. Kind of saw it coming. I was worried about that. Um, and then he gets sent down. Would have loved to have seen him play. Like I said, 12, 13 minutes. Get him that experience. How in the hell are you supposed to get this guy experience? If you're if 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 you don't want inexperience on this team, when do you play him? If you're not going to play him early in the season uh, to get that experience, when the fuck are you going to play this guy to get him experience? Are you going to play him late in the season? Why would you do that? No, you can't play a guy late in the season because those are important games and the points are crucial. Fighting for playoff positioning. Um, you, you well you you could if. At any time during the season, there's a time to play a guy a lot that's a young kid. It's now. It's it's early in the season. And specifically with this team, it's because we've got guys like Tarasenko that are on belay, they're out, uh, Steen too, and, 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 and that are gonna it's gonna hurt the production offensively. And you got a guy who can generate some stuff. Yeah, and that's I, that's I I, I just I, Kurt, you you hit the nail on the head earlier, and and you, when you said that, um, you know that you've got so much experience on this team, that's not an issue for this roster anymore. You no. can't use that as well. We got to get this guy who has experience in because we know what we're getting out of him. You've got an entire roster full of experienced players now. What more experience do you need than winning a fucking Stanley Cup? So. Let these guys that don't have experience come in and see what they can do with those experienced guys. Using that as a crutch to send a player down and not play him the top minutes that he needs in the NHL when you've got injuries, it doesn't make sense anymore for this team. If he were hurting the team or if he were a liability defensively, you know, or just it was noticeably not quite there. Uh, I'd, I'd get, you know, I get limiting the minutes and sending them down. That's, I get it. But I mean, am I off base here? I mean, did you guys see something I didn't? I mean, I, I thought he looked pretty good. No, I mean, great. I thought, no, 
I, I think that Doug Armstrong has this, has that inexperienced quota or whatever it is, because on the flip it's side, infuriating. it is, it, it is. is, but, it but is. on the flip side to this, if you know, the, the other side of the coin is that they put Robert Thomas on the top line with Shen well, and Schwartz and they look fucking good. Well, Thomas yeah. is fucking good. Right. I'm not saying Carson's at Thomas's level. No, I'm not saying he's tearing it up. I'm saying he looks like he belonged in the NHL. But but if there's something in Armstrong's mind that says, if I'm gonna put, if we're gonna have one young guy in the top line, we can't have another young guy so, yeah, on the second line. Like that that mentality is infuriating. But and. We use this to transition into the next part of the conversation. God damn. Watching, like, the whole time I was watching that line last night, like, can you imagine if they actually put Schwartz on the second line where he belongs and Tarasenko wasn't injured? Oh, man. How goddamn good that top line would be. You know what, though? If somebody could score. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good uh, thing we, we signed Brower. Just because, I mean, he was so noticeable last night. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good thing we sent Carson down, who was noticeable and generated some chances, and uh, it was, you know, it was, it was, you noticed him out there last night. Granted, I was at a bar watching. I wasn't at home where I can focus more closely on the game, but I'm, I'm watching intently at, at the post bar and grill. You ever been there, post bar and grill? No, it's, it's a good place to watch a game. But uh, anyway, so I'm there and. I, I, I'm halfway through the game. I'm like, oh, I haven't even noticed Brower anywhere on the ice. I'm like, what what even fucking number is he wearing? I don't even know because I haven't noticed him. Um, and I've, oh, okay, of course he's wearing 36. I get it. But uh, I'm like, I know, I, I'm looking for him intently and I notice him a little while later and like skating and that's it i i he he had one Wait, hit for the game some skating i saw I him skating will, I, I, I will tell you he had one i will hit. tell you the only the only time i noticed him was every stoppage in play when the blues broadcast kept showing him that was honestly the only time i noticed him out there uh and uh let's see uh hotard uh adds to this uh this little chat Costin should have been given the chance to play with 90 and 57, especially mm. with them putting uh, Sanford on that line. 90 Why not? Why not? Yeah. Riley and Perron. Why not? I, I'd... Let's, let's, let's go ahead and start the hashtag. Why not Costin? <laughs> Free Costin? Free Costin. Free Costin. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that, yeah, that, that sums it up. I mean, to not give him the opportunity to do what Blay was doing on that top line and force feeding us fucking Zach Sanford. That's another thing too. I mean, he's, he's so inconsistent. I, I, the Calgary game, he was fucking brilliant. Yeah. But Calgary wasn't playing a physical game. I, I don't, I, I had a conversation with uh, someone on Twitter and they were, you know, Costin's not ready. He's not ready. He's got more to He's going to put and I'm like, yeah, you, you four games and seven, eight minutes a game. You're not going to see. Uh, I mean, enough of him to say he's not ready. He looked ready to me. He looked fine. Um, he looked good. And 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 when your alternative is Brower, that's the, that's the issue. Your alternative to plug into where Costin was going to play, uh, or Costin sent down because you have to make room for Brower. And that 
if you're making room for somebody who's going to create offense and you give him a shot, I can understand it. But what 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 is doubly confusing to me is who's playing instead of Cost and that's Brower, who is not going to create much of anything. Mm-hmm. To be honest, right? I, I'm and, so, and I'm sure if you if you were to uh, question Armstrong on this, the answers you get. Well, he hasn't he hasn't played yet this year. We need to get him into game action and get and, him up to speed. And I'm sure he'll be. Well, I mean, it was his first game. Right. I get it. He's going to get. I assume he would get better after three, four, five, six games. But I mean, here's I here's know. here. I mean, not to interrupt Kurt, but but no, here's no. what I think we're all thinking. Now, listen, we all know Craig Berube, Doug Armstrong. We can sit here all day and talk about how they should be doing this, they should be doing that. They know way more about hockey than any of us ever will. But here's what the thought process I think that that all of us have, and probably even a lot of analysts, in, you know, that are paid by TSN and others would say too. Why are you not giving Costin Sanford minutes and then moving Sanford down to Brower minutes? Mm-hmm. That's what should be happening. Brower as a 13th forward is fine. And, and if you want to get him in now and get him in game shape and ready to go for the remainder of the season, sure, fine. Sit Sanford then. That's fine. But don't send down Clem Costin, one of the guys who can provide you offense on a team that lost two guys that contribute big time to their offense this season. Don't, don't make him suffer because of you wanting to play Troy Brower. That, you're getting it the opposite way. That's not how it should be. I'm not sure why I'm not sure why Sanford gets the minutes that he does uh and the the line assignment that he does. I'm not I don't get that. I'm not I mean aside from the he's very streaky as game to game. He can look good one game and look invisible the next. Uh he can be very frustrating uh making mistakes uh out there. But then he'll let go a nice uh, ripper from uh, when Thomas fed him that nice pass ah. and uh, he blew it by who was it uh, Riddick uh, yes yeah. Riddick. that was a fantastic goal great shot by by Sanford beautiful setup by Thomas but uh, you don't see that out of Sanford enough to warrant the time he gets right so and and that's the the one thing that really stood out to me uh, between the Calgary game and the, the Nashville games Calgary didn't play a physical game, like I said before. They, they it was it was much more of a finesse game, and Riddick was not at his best. He was good, but he wasn't at his best. And then you go into that, especially the game last night against Nashville, and I mean it was it was a big boy game. I mean, hits back and forth, and it, it's he. There was one play, I believe it was first period where he just shied off a puck because he thought a hit was coming. And it, it's like, you know, I, offensive zone, and you're avoiding a hit. Yeah. It just You can't do that. Uh, um, I, I think we can agree that I'm probably the Sanford apologist of this panel. And um, I will even say that I, I like Sanford more than most. But if you're sitting anybody at this point, even after the, the game we had against Calgary, you're sitting him so Brower can get his minutes in, you can get in game shape, and you're playing Costin more. That's that's I, I, what should be happening, at least in our opinion. I like I like Sanford. Uh, I, well, I do too. I, I, I like I, I use certain ways. I, I, I mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of like the same old story 
uh, yeah, he's he's fine on the bottom six. When right. you try and play him in the top six, then you're like, what are you doing? In uh, a pinch, if you've got a bunch of injuries or flu bug and you throw him in the top six, okay. But it seems like he's consistently in the top six, and yeah. that's not how it should be. Nope. Uh, the Blues did recall uh, Derek Pouliot and uh, Nathan Walker from San Antonio. Uh, Pouliot is a 25-year-old defenseman, was signed by the Blues as a free agent on July 1st, 2019. Originally drafted by the Penguins in the 2012 uh, draft, uh, the Saskatchewan native appeared in 20 games for the Rampage this season, <clears throat> leading all AHL defensemen with 18 points, 4 goals, 14 assists. Uh, he is dressed in 200 career NHL regular season games between Pittsburgh and Vancouver, uh, collecting 48 points, 8 goals, 40 assists, and 79 PIMS. Uh, Brubay says he's a power play guy and can move the puck. Uh, and uh, Walker, also 25 years old, uh, signed. Quick correction, quick correction here. Don't don't read what you wrote in the outline. What's the mistake? He's not from Wales. He's Australian. He's from Australia. How do you not? How, how do you not? Why did you put Wales, you fool? I didn't. I, that is that is that is from Was the Blues website. Born in the Wales conference. I didn't type that up. I copied that from the Blues website. Well, they uh, are wrong, friends. Well, I'm not. I'm not wrong. I'm just, I'm just they're wrong. Either way. So, so just to throw an old inside joke out there. Okay. Walker, he's Australian for queer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Insensitive. In tw- appeared in 20 games of the Rampage this season. Uh, third among AHL forwards. Uh, 22 points, 12 goals, 10 assists. Uh, he's dressed in 12 NHL regular season games between Washington and the Oilers, tallying two points, one goal, one assist, eight pims. Uh, Brubery said they'll uh, get these guys in some games and see what they can do. So they're going to play at some point, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see Walker. Um, this is a guy that I actually have followed because uh, anyone who listens to the Puck Podcast, they've uh, surprisingly has a very large Australian uh, listener base. And uh, so there's a lot of people who, when he was drafted, was, oh, Nathan Walker, Nathan Walker, Nathan Walker. So I've actually been following this guy pretty closely. So seeing him get in an NHL game will be fun. But uh, side note, uh, I have two guys on my ice hockey team uh, who are from Australia, and they mentioned they got into hockey because of Nathan Walker. How crazy is that? Hmm. Yeah, they said that uh, they that they're from this hometown, which I I'm drawing a blank on the name of, and that uh, they moved here for work. Is it Cardiff Wales? It's not part of Wales, <laughs> not part of the Wales Conference either. Of course, the Blues didn't. Uh, uh, they didn't have a person assign their name to this. It was a press release. Yeah, nobody nobody claims this. Is Maybe a, he was right born hand. in Cardiff, Wales, and grew up in Melbourne or Sydney or. Uh, he okay. You know what, uh, Bill? Go ahead and apologize to Kurt. Uh, he is from a, he is from Cardiff, UK. Oh God! And he uh. moved. He moved to Australia, so he is an Australian resident, but he was born in the UK. <laughs> so that means, uh, what is it? Australia? Uh, they're just uh, 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 prisoners from Britain, right? So his parents <laughs> must have been imprisoned and sent to Australia. <laughs> So that's why he was—he's an Australian native. That's uh, that's factually correct, right? 
I I follow your logic, but I don't believe it's factually correct. <laughs> oh no! It, it, I just I remember when he scored his first NHL goal. His mom was present. NBC had the I I, I don't know if it was uh, because you know uh, it's Comcast has the the big presence there the in Washington, but. Uh, I I remember it being plastered all over the place. Well, and his mom flew all the way from Australia and got to see Nathan's okay. first goal. I'm excited Boy, to see. Key, what a goal! Well, <laughs> two two minutes in the box for you, and you shall feel shame. <laughs> but that I will be free. But then you'll go free. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the Blues lost back to backs uh, versus Nashville the last uh, was it Saturday and Monday. Um, last season, the Blues played the Predators in a back-to-back, and the Blues swept it and it helped to turn their season around. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, so you know it may have been a catalyst. So Nashville, uh, you know, may have been trying to do the same thing here since they have been struggling mightily uh, lately this season. Losers of six in a row coming into the game on Saturday. Uh, Bennington versus Saros. Um, Twenty seconds into the game, uh, Arvison. Uh, Carried the puck in the blue zone. Blues had two men in back. Uh, you know, okay, let's a slap shot go, right side angle. Um, Bennington blockers. I want to get your take on this, Bill. I don't think I've heard your take on this. Um, just a, uh, I mean, and there was discussion on Twitter with this. I've had it out with some people as far, but so is, is that a bad goal against Bennington or is that a uh, <clears throat> nice play by Nashville or somewhere in between? Um, I, I think somewhere in between. Um, so it's not, um, you know, Brendan Gallagher and Jake Allen. Um, you know, it's, uh, he got a piece of it, uh, pass off pad kind of play, but, uh, I think it's Nashville trying to jump out early and, and, you know, getting, getting a, you know, a, a good shot off and, uh, Forsberg really just being ready to pounce on that rebound. I think it's a set play too. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, that's something that teams do all the time. Yeah. They shoot far, shoot far post, get a, get a rebound, yeah. uh, from the, from the far side. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, even, you know, even in men's league, that's kind of what we say, like, Hey, if you're at the point, get a shot on goal and we'll have one or two guys crashing the net. And it was a fortunate bounce. I mean, it as, was, as, uh, as John Madden would say, a fortuitous bounce. I, you know, I, I think, I, I think it's, I'm not sure what else Bennington could have done in that. I mean, I, I mean, where yeah, I mean, he, I, it, here's the, here's the cover of the puck. I don't know. Cover, it was, it's a blocker save. It's out, you know, have, it's, I don't know. I, yeah. But, Bill, could he have knocked it down in front of him no. on a no. play like that? You, you put it. If anything, you put it to the corner. I, I just okay. I, well, here, here's I, the, I think part I, of it I agree. is you're not settled. It's it's real fast. I agree right? that I mean it could have gone to the corner, could have gone to the board. But I mean he fucking put it out to the point. Right. No. <laughs> I, I mean agree. it wasn't like it wasn't. You know. I, I mean it wasn't like laying in the slot where there were a couple of predators sitting there. You know. It was he put it way out there. Um, I, I I I thought it was I thought it was a great play by Nashville. No, I thought it was a, yes. It was for the record. I, they, that's yeah. that's exactly my thought too. Right, and yeah. they they took advantage of the Blues not not being a hundred percent mentally focused at the beginning of the game. That the back check pressure wasn't there. Forsberg 
was able to get off a quick shot. And, yeah. and it, that's that's that is a a you know a, a low percentage shot to get off. Like he, it was like a half cock slap yep. sh- snapshot. We had to. And 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 he fucking put it perfectly. Yeah. I thought I thought Bennington, if anything, on um, you know the, you know, I'm not going to fault him for the rebound going out there, but maybe he reacted a little bit slowly, um, getting back to the middle of the net. Yeah, I could see that a little bit. Um, I will say, I mean, again, just playing hockey, that's something that I really feel like that's the kind of bounce you see that a guy will shovel it in the net. You know, guys start to celebrate. You say, holy shit, I can't believe they came right to my stick. I mean, that's just one of those bounces that never happens. And, again, Bill's right. Part of it's the Blues were really not awake yet. Uh, maybe that happens in the, the beginning of the second. That doesn't happen. The goals, the shot's not taken because there's a Blues stick there. But, yeah, it's just one of those plays where the puck just it, – it took the, the perfect carom for Nashville – and went right to Forsberg. I mean, just an unfortunate play for the Blues, but it's going to happen throughout the season. Nashville goes up 2 nothing uh, in the first period. Uh, Matthias Ekholm's uh, fourth of the season. Uh, this was only a few minutes after the first goal. Uh, puck deflected off Bowmeister. This, this was a fluky goal. Uh, deflects goal. off Bowmeister's <laughs> leg, off Fox's leg, and basically pinballs right uh, and, and off of Bennington's uh, right. shaft if, of his stick. And and I think if it doesn't hit the shaft of his stick, it hits the post and goes to the corner. Okay, I, I think that that last deflection was the key deflection. Okay, so you're saying I, trade Bennington? <laughs> and, the, and I mean, where the, is where is Philly Huso? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what about Huso? He he's a uh, why not Huso? Um, he's we used that already. It's yeah, where is Huso? Yeah, where is Huso? Where in the world is what Huso? Is Huso? Yes. What's what is a Huso? Where in the world is Carmen Sandy Huso? Huso? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, there's not much to say about this one. A fluky goal. Yeah, you know, I, it's just it is what it is. Did it, you guys of... think that? And because uh, it's because I saw. I think a lot of people are trying to find reasons to hate Justin Falk at this point. Yes, so that's why I bring this up. I, I hate uh, Justin Falk for this goal. <laughs> do you do you think that he was in a bad position there? Or do you think it was just an unfortunate bounce? His body positioning was terrible. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, he, he's his not back fronting. was to the shot, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he, he's not fronting the puck. Yeah. I, I, I think we've talked about, uh, I, I tweeted this, we talked about this. Um, he's got to be better. Yeah. He. I mean, just overall, I mean, he's he's had some chances to, sc- I mean, offensively, at least, you know, he's, that's yeah, why we got him. Right? That's why we got him is to, to contribute offensively. And he just... Has done next to nothing. As a man really who has put, third as a man who has put well. his, uh, he put the puck in his own net multiple times. That's not good <laughs> positioning. I mean, I again, I said last week. I think defensively he's been fine, with the exception of a, a couple turnovers here and there. Yeah, but that was a play that his body position was terrible. Um, it, it, you got to do it. You got to have your body positioned in a way where it's not going to deflect straight into the net. If Puck Guy 14 is still with us, I think he just commented uh, about born in Wales. Is he a fan of the Whalers? Uh, now he's a comedian. <laughs> uh, but no, if he's still with us, because I want to ask him that uh, uh, Carlson last season got off to a real slow start in San Jose. 
I believe. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of talk, a lot of uh, impatientness, I think. Buyer's remorse. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. But then he kind of turned it up as the season went on quite a bit, actually. Now, I'm not saying Falk is like Carlson, but I'm saying is that, you know, at, at how long into the season before was it that Carlson kind of kicked it into gear? Uh, and if I'm mistaken about his slow start, let me know. But I'm pretty sure he had a slow start last season. And he very did. hand pass goals. Yeah. What's that? I, yeah, very, and very hand pass yeah. goals, right. I do think that, and, and I think this is overlooked you. in the NHL. I, you look at the, you know, people talk about the MLB when, when players switch from the NL to the AL, um, that there's an adjustment period. I think there is in the NHL too, maybe not to as big of an extent, but I think still to this day that the West is a little more defensive than the East. I think the East is still kind of more run and gun. So I think there is still a bit of an adjustment period, but I will say at this point, I think we should start seeing his offensive game figured out and playing better and doing what we expect of him, and, and we're still not quite there. So we'll see. Maybe maybe by the new year we'll see something different, but that's uh, that's just my take. It doesn't look like it's hit where it should be yet. Bob Rakowski says, Falk has made uh, me appreciate Petro more, which is kind of an interesting way to look at it, but is that's that what true. what appreciates about him? That's what she appreciates. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and at this point in the game, then Bartuzzo does uh, his deal with uh, Arvidsson, uh, gives him a cross check, uh, which, I mean, I don't, I don't care what y'all say. Uh, Arvidsson embellished the first cross check a little bit. Um, he did. He did. I think he's a bitch. Yeah, he's a bitch. Uh, that's what he does. He embellishes, and, uh, and he he went down awful easy. I mean, I mean. But anyway, so with that said, if that's a penalty, okay, fine. You see uh, officials fall for the embellishment all the time. They get a two-minute penalty. Okay, whatever. And then uh, the second cross-check happens when uh, Arvins is trying to get up. And, uh, oh, yeah, that storm is going to just miss us. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it just missed us. Grazed yeah, us, there's right? There's a hook echo <laughs> to the uh, southeast of O'Fallon. If you are in Shiloh, mm. take shelter. Take shelter. Wow. So wow, there's, a turn, a, there's a tornado warning fairly nearby. Yeah, I can hear the sirens. Uh, where's the where's the where, who's uh, uh, scuba? You're supposed to be keeping us updated on all this uh, uh, tornado warning stuff. Right. You're our uh, <laughs> you're our NWS spokesperson. <laughs> but so uh, Bertuzzo gives him the second cross check as he's kind of on all fours uh, going to get up. Uh, kind of a nasty. Uh, cross check to the lower back kind of come rakes down his back which you see players do which hurts like hell there's not a lot of padding there and uh, i heard uh jamie rivers uh talk about this on the radio and uh, he got it i think he got it with all due respect to jamie rivers i think he got it wrong he, bertuzzo he said bertuzzo got him on the on the pant uh, on the back no, of the padding on the pants no, no, no he, he got he got under the pants that was skin he, yeah 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 uh there's he said no oh, padding there I know. That's what I'm saying. And and uh, Rivers was under the was said that he he got him on the pants and the uh, the top part of the pants. I mean, no, 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 no. The pants he got him underneath the pants and it was all on backbone. Um, but yeah. the thing is, is that's not where he got hurt. Holy! I'm sh- I'm getting up for a second. I'm gonna go grab my shoulder pads, and I want I want people who are watching the YouTube video to see how much protection you get from shoulder pads. So go ahead, guys. I'll be right back. Okay. So and I, I I and he didn't get injured from his injury was not to the back his injury is a leg injury, because his leg is kind of folded underneath of him when he got hit, 
And uh, so they said that his injury is not a back, it's a leg. Yeah. So, but but still, with that said, uh, four-game suspension is what he got. Got a hearing, got a four-game suspension. Um, and we can talk about this. I don't know how your take on this, Bill. So it'll be interesting to see if we agree or disagree. Uh, he got four games. I thought he should have got like six to eight. Yep. I'm six or seven yeah. is what I was expecting yeah. when I heard four, especially for a repeat offender. For a repeat offender who is a healthy scratch uh, once a week or so, yeah. you know, it's 40% like 40% of the time at least. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I, I thought that, that he was lucky to only get four. Some people were calling, saying to call us the, the dirtiest play in the league against 25 games at least. I'm like, all right. All right. Pump as long the brakes as, a little bit right. on the as 25 long games. As Jesus Christ. Brad Marchand is playing and being promoted as a premier player in the league. Don't even don't even come at us with that shit. That said, I fucking hated seeing Bortuzzo throw that cross check. I mean, uh, I did too. it's 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 a dirty fucking play. I hate Arvidsson, but you don't you know you you don't take that shot. And he he totally deserved a suspension. If he if he got six or seven games, I would be perfectly fine with that. I just had to block. Carl, I, don't, a bunch. I don't. Yeah, I was to say I don't want to draw attention to it, but yeah, there's some. Stuff I just. Yeah, wow, that's never happened before. The, yeah, I've never seen that either. So I just, um, uh, I just blocked a bunch of people on the YouTube chat. Holy shit! Yeah, mm-hmm. I've Did never seen it's, that it's, sp- it's spam. It's spam. Uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so I'm back. I'm Maybe. back with my Did shoulder pads. Did we talk pads. about Trump? <laughs> no, yeah. no politics. All right, so I am back with my shoulder pads for people watching mm-hmm. on the show. Um, so you can see the front here. Uh, this is how big it goes. So this basically goes for me. I'm going to try to back up a little bit here. This goes for me about uh, to my stomach, a little bit, maybe mid midway, midrift kind of thing. If you go on the back here, you've got a spine protector right here. And for those of you podcasting, uh, go ahead and join in the YouTube show. Uh, mark the tape here and take a look. So if, if you don't play hockey and you don't know what a chest protector or shoulder protection does, so you got your, your spine protection here. And outside here, there's there's some layer of coverage here. But for the most part, the small of your back is about right here. And you're not getting any protection there. Nothing. And this is... This is for NHL players, too. This isn't just for men's league guys or, or junior players. So the fact that, my God, these people are still coming on YouTube. That's crazy. Uh, but what are let they me, doing? Let me, con- let me continue with my <laughs> demonstration here. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, so it's it's just uh, you don't get a lot of protection. You don't get any protection there at all. And uh, because you're not expecting to get hit there, your back is probably turned to the play. Uh if you're going to get hit there and that just doesn't happen often. So I don't think Bortuzzo did that intentionally to hurt Arvidsson, but you can tell the way that he reacted and looked at the ref and yelled and uh, just the way kind of motion we saw from him when that happened. Um, it just, it's not a good look and he does it it's a something lot. that absolutely absolutely needs to get suspended. I'm with you guys. Should have been much, much longer than uh, than five or four games. I think I think eight to ten, especially since he's a repeat offender, would have been suffice. If they would have said 15, I would have probably not had a problem with it. Um, 
That Bill just doesn't and I, belong in today's game. Yeah, Bill and I were uh, like six to eight. So I would have been fine with uh, if it was eight. I've been cool with that. Um, somebody, uh, I think it was a Bruins fan, <laughs> was uh, uh, commenting about how couldn't believe how dirty it was and wanted 25 games. I was like, 25 games? Jeez, that's a lot for – for uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's – but, yeah, no, I agree with you. It, 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 it was no place for that kind of crap, and he's done it a lot. And uh, he's, he's – this specific thing, he's, he's – uh, he's, he, he gets pissed off a lot when he feels that somebody embellished on a hit that he dished out, and he will take it. He's done he's, – and it'll give him an extra shot, and this time it burned him. <clears throat> well, maybe he could do us a favor and do that to the Sanford and get him <laughs> out of the light up. Arverson's out for six to eight weeks. Yeah. With a with a it's a leg injury. It's not his back, right? So. And and for Wyshynski raised this on Twitter yesterday or today, um, that all the eye for an eye people that you know players should be out as long as the injury. Yeah, can't do that. Reminder that Joe Thornton would have missed ninety seven games <laughs> because of the Perron hit. Yeah, uh, I mean you can't. I I understand the knee jerk reaction of that mindset, but. That's not feasible. You can't. Yeah, it's. it's that's not a. I don't know. Uh, and then Clem Costin scores his first goal, uh, first career goal. Um, simple enough play. Wrist shot. Uh, kind of ticks off of the defenseman's stick as he's shooting. Uh, might have changed speeds a little bit and fooled uh, Saros a little bit. Uh, beat him under the glove, far side. Uh, Screenshot. May- a little of the screen, yeah. Maybe a goal he would like to have back, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So beautiful shot. Shots no, on yeah. net. You gotta love it. Shots on net. Yeah. Pucks on net. And and Saros. And how many times did they talk about it during the broadcast? Saros is one of the smaller goalies in the league these days. He played big against us. Uh well, yeah. He he was he was sharp. He was good. Uh, and then Sissons. Uh, it's his sixth of the season in the first period. This is all in the first period still. Um, uh, Olivier beats uh, Preco wide, which you don't see many people do. <laughs> Beating Preco wide. Uh, crash the net. Uh, Sissons is there to poke the rebound through Bennington's five hole as uh, Bullmeister couldn't tie him up soon enough. Um, I'd have liked to have seen Bennington keep his pad on the ice here. Um, seemed to be hovered off the ice a little bit, but uh, uh, that's that's a tough. It would have been, been a nice save. Because he makes the first save, would have been a nice save in tight on the rebound uh, had he had his pad down, but didn't happen. Uh, one, so it's three one Nashville going into the second. No goals in the second, and then uh, Schwartz gets the Blues within one, uh, make it three to two with about uh, was it six minutes to go or something like that, and then uh, they pulled Bennington with three minutes to go. Uh, so initially, uh, th- I'm sorry, the uh, they pulled Bennington with three minutes to go. That was the three to two goal, um, which Petrangelo shot. Thought it was his goal, his one hundredth of his career, but uh, no. Schwartz tipped it, so they gave it to him. Fucking Schwartz. Fucking fucking Schwartz. Figured out. Um, and then the uh, uh, the Predators get the uh, empty net goal uh, after that when they pulled Bennington again. Four to two final score. Yarn Croak on the empty net, or was it? Yes, Yarn Croak. Eighth goal of the season for him. So, I mean, really good game by Bennington. Stopped 39 to 42. 
My God, the 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 breakaways! Unreal. He stopped like three or four, didn't yeah. he? Oh my God! I, I mean, and the one breakaway, he had two saves in a row. It was a it was a save, and then he saved the rebound. God, he 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 played really good. You, I mean, you can't ask a guy to play much better than that. I mean, it's he he had you in the game. We'll get to the next game, but um, unfortunately, to say this, I think the best player on the ice for both teams was the Blues goalie in these two games, yet they come out with one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I yeah. buy that. Yeah. It's, this, uh, with as well as the team has played at this point, it doesn't look like it's going to be a very impactful, you know, uh, back-to-back series of games. But end of the season, man, if you look back and you say, man, we only got one point against the Predators – in that series, yeah, I know. Yikes! I mean, uh, we're still top of the division, so it's fine for now. But I mean, I, I mean, and to be honest, it's for a while there we were playing not a good, not a full sixty-minute game, and we were getting points in overtime, winning in overtime, stuff like that. So the pendulum swung a little bit back the other way in these two games. Um, you don't play your best, you don't, uh, you don't get the points. So. Uh, the game last night, Allen versus Saros. Uh, again, like Ponder said, fantastic game by Allen. Played really well. Uh, Brower was in the lineup, and we talked about that. How uh, you know he had some visa issues that were straightened out finally. Which again, is that, that's on his agent. Maybe who's it on? To for his, his visa issues. I think issues. it's on the U.S. government. I've heard of that happening a lot. It took a long where, time. Like U.S. to Canada isn't a problem, but Canada to U.S. is a huge problem. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like he's coming from Mexico. He's coming from Canada. <laughs> it's true. He's they're white all there. Politics. Stop politics. Stop politics. Stop it. It's not politics. It's white people versus brown people. This <laughs> is white people versus white people. Uh, anyway, um, uh, Nashville scored the first two goals of this game. So. Uh, uh, at the time, the first goal against and the Blues had the better of the play. I thought uh, first eight minutes or so, uh, I was shooting Nashville six to one, uh, and then they scored on a what a good play. Um, uh, Bonino uh, pucks on left wing. Sunquist. I thought if you're going to blame somebody on this, I, I think you blame Sunquist a little oh, bit. Oh, totally pursuing too deep. Totally. Yeah. And you saw Petro waving. Other guy, <laughs> yeah, other guy, yeah, because because yeah. Sunquist follows the uh, the it was a Smith into the zone, uh, too deep and uh, by about ten feet or so, yeah. and that leaves a uh, Benino wide open who just I mean they the puck gets over to him and and uh, he lets a nice shot go that uh, beat the uh, Allen high block. I had someone so. tell me that Allen was too too uh, deep in his crease in uh, that goal, and not- I watched it. I watched it again and I thought, you know, I mean, yeah, he plays deep. His skates weren't on the goal line or anything. I think that was just a fucking beautiful shot from Bonino. I thought that was great. And a lot of goalies are going to struggle to make that save because it was just he put it right in the perfect spot. Right. Now, this isn't this isn't the typical um, Bill's going to bitch about Jake Allen because he's too deep goal. It was a hell of a shot. Yeah, I, I thought Good. I thought Allen's positioning was was pretty solid here. Yeah. Um, if he's, you know, and it goes back to Kurt's point about Sunquist being 10 feet too deep. 
the D, the you know the the back pressure is is that deep, you know, is pushing that that hard. The goalie is going to back up a little bit. In this case, Allen, to his credit, wasn't on the goal line. It, it was just a hell of a shot. Uh, Johansson scores uh, his fourth of the season uh, to put it, the Preds up two nothing. Uh, still in the first period. Uh, I, I don't know if the Blues seem to think the puck was leaving the zone uh, on this play, but uh, four Blues players started sca- started up the ice, uh, but the puck came back toward the net. Uh, not I don't know why this happened, but all, I watched the replay. All four Blues players kind of just started skating up the ice, not leaving the zone, but they're headed towards the blue line. And uh, no Blues player had the puck. I mean, it was it was kind of a loose puck, and they thought they might get it, I guess, and, and try and do a break or a rush. But it went the, the puck came right back down deep, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, Johansson had cut back towards the goal and, and gets the puck and uh, uh, behind the Blues forwards, and he's all alone in the soft spot to clean up the the uh, another breakdown. Flip it back in it, but the the puck came to, to Allen, and he made the save, and then he Johansson's there to you know take out the trash. So Daniel snipe Sally for the goal. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I. This goal was rather. I mean, you're off to a good start in the game, uh, pressure wise, right? shot wise, because they scored on their second shot of the game, uh, and now you're down two nothing, and it's like fuck. You you, you wanted to win this game, and uh, now you're behind the eight ball early. Yeah, but they didn't let it get away from them. No, no. I mean, Prawn scores in the second uh, from O'Reilly uh, to make it two to one. Um, I, I love this goal. Uh, yeah. Prawn's goal was amazing, yeah. and I, I great follow up, and yeah, it, I, it's I don't know on this play though. The, every time I I watch the replay, all I can uh, uh, Soros is like Yaroslav Halak, right? He's just he's just that a little bit too small. If he's a little bit bigger, he probably makes that save on the rebound shot. He, um, but as a laser, got that, it. That, I mean, he's, he got all of it. It's a beauty. Upper glove. It's a beauty shot. Uh, and then uh, Shen uh, in the third period ties the game up. Uh, just under seven minutes to go in the third period. Uh, Thomas uh, feeds Shen again. Beautiful setup. Right. Uh, and similar to Johansson's goal where the Predators thought they got the puck out and a great keep by Pareko mm-hmm. and what vision by Thomas to beat at home back to the middle and Shen, you, you could just see the thought process in every one of the blues players and Shen just like, just saw that opening five hole and buried I mean, it. that was that five hole was gaping too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, it's, it's funny. It's, cause it's hard when to he miss. Put, when he <laughs> put that five hole, I thought, I thought, man, I can't believe he beat him five hole there. And then I, <laughs> I saw the replay and I'm like, Oh my God, that's, yeah, I think anyone with a, with an intelligence would put that in the five hole. Good Gary lord! Bing. Yeah, um, yeah. Schwartz was was at the far post, but I mean, if there's any situational awareness by Saros, is like, well, if they pass it to Schwartz, he's gonna miss. <laughs> but but man, he he opened up like well, uh, I better not go there. <laughs> like a, a horror knuckle night, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and late in the game, this was what, like a minute or a few minutes left in the game. Uh, Bozak's, uh, Bozak got, okay. Here at first glance, it looked like Saros robs Bozak and the shot, the yeah, playing yeah. tight. But then on the replay, you see that, uh, 
when he's all alone, he actually knocks his own shot. Bozak shoot, flips a backhander, and on his follow through, when a stick comes back around, knocks the puck away from the goal. Saros had thrown his stick, dropped his stick, you know, as he's lunge, flying across the crease right. to lunge, and uh, the puck then hits his stick and uh, goes wide. Um, the puck was probably going wide anyway, but. Uh, w- when I when I saw the stick drop, being a forward, I always think that uh, as soon as the goalie is like throws his or dives and loses his stick, and the and I'm like penalty, throw the stick, and especially if the puck hits the stick, then I'm like I'm gonna live it. I'm like oh you can't throw your stick. Um, I guess technically they could have called a penalty for. It wasn't really throwing the stick, yeah, was it? Right. I mean, it's, he, it was. He, I I thought it was. I, I thought it was. But then the puck hit it though too. Right. I don't know. I, and, and they're he never going to call it. it. It, it was. They're never going to call it. He control. dropped it. I don't. He, I, don't think I think he dropped it on purpose. Stick. He didn't drop it. I think he did. It's one of those deals where you're lunging and you just your stick's in the way. You just you drop it and and lunge with the blocker. I think that's one of those plays. But but Kurt Kurt, what do you or Bill, what do you think? I I I disagree. I think I think I think you lost control of it. I think it's yeah. it is it's much easier, especially nope. going nope. Nope. going from left to right <laughs> like he was. It if if you are going to throw the stick, it it is going to. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he threw it. I'm saying he dropped it on purpose to yeah. to to get his arm out to to lunge at the puck. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. that that mm. that may be the case. He did not throw the stick. At the right, no, right, I, right exactly. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Right. right, exactly. Yeah, I'm saying he because if he if he tries to throw the stick coming across, just the physics of that play coming across your body, you try to throw that, it it is going to fly because you've got all the momentum behind yes. you. But right. if you just release it, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, my, <laughs> maybe my, it was maybe it was the Dominic Kashuk. Uh, he, he's going to try to play the play it with his bare hand. Maybe regardless of that. Uh, my favorite part of this, you guys didn't happen to watch the, uh, so I, for those who don't know, the NHL on YouTube and I think even on their own channel and uh, NHL.com, they put out the condensed games. Did you guys happen to watch that at all? Uh, it's like five minutes long. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I watched the five-minute highlight of this game. Okay. So uh, did you get the you got the one with the Predators feed? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. So my favorite part about that was with the Predators feed, you could tell, like, you know, they so what they do is they show the save in real time, then they show the replay. The replay they showed was like their sponsor's big save of the game. It was right. Like the Commerce Bank big save of the game or whatever. And, and it they wasn't show a save. the replay, and the announcer is like, oh my gosh, what a save by Soros. And you see here, and then they show the replay in slow mo, and you see Bozak hit it with a stick. The stick kind of barely glanced off, or the puck kind of barely glanced off Soros' stick and go wide. Uh, the announcer goes, what is it by Soros? And here you see Bozak kind of hit the puck uh, the second time and <laughs> just glances yeah. off the stick. Yeah. And it's like in mid, like you hear the wheels turning of, oh, right. shit, that wasn't really a save. <laughs> can we can we get an editor who knows a fucking thing about hockey up in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, not, was not a save. Uh, yep. he, he did not make the it, save. It was let's 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 just say what it is. It's it's the <laughs> Kevin Hayes stopping his own goal during game yes. three last year, more or, or less. Uh, right, sorry, game f- game two last year. Right, <sighs> uh, it's it's that karma coming back around to us. Huh? 
Uh, the game goes into overtime and then a shootout, and uh, two of the three blue shooters mishandle the puck and never get a shot on net. Uh, it was fucking embarrassing. It, it was <laughs> like I I wanted so badly to say, oh, what a conspiracy! You know the the they didn't scrape the ice well enough with the you know with the Blues <laughs> are shooting, but fuck, it was fucking embarrassing. Terrible. I mean the puck Terrible. the puck rolled off both Shen and Thomas's stick. Yeah. And uh, then, but kudos, kudos to Barubi for shaking it up and yeah. yes. and putting Perron out there instead sure. of Bozak. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, I'm uh, all for them just putting different shooters out every single time. Me too. How often do you see shootouts now? Just <clears throat> roll like okay. Last time we had three three guys. Let's throw three other guys out there. Something that the other put team Falk. has not seen. Put Falk out there. Yeah, let him uh, let him break that confidence. There you go. Uh, That's what I said the other day. I, I was so disappointed about Brower not shooting. <laughs> and uh, two of the three Predators uh, shooters scored. So, and that was it. Um, uh, well, in in Jake Allen played a hell of a game. He played I a thought, great game. I thought he was very very good. But once we got to the shootout and we missed on our second and third shots, I knew we were going to lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Alan has a history of, uh, not being good on breakaways and stuff. Shootouts. Shootouts. Yeah. So he's not good. Mono. Imano. No, not, not really. Um, but so it is what it is. But so uh, today on social media, the blues posted, uh, uh, this, uh, which you know, because Allen has started most of the games, uh, that most of the games he started since Ruby took over had been on the road. So, uh, Jake Allen has started 24 games on the road since Ruby took over. He's 12, six and six with a 2.3 GAA, which is fifth in the NHL among goalies with five or more starts, uh, in that time. And he has a nine, two, three save percentage, uh, which is seventh. Uh, and uh, three shutouts, which is fourth. My God, that's fantastic! There's no way to refute that, right? That's that's fantastic. Very blue history. Very right good, there. very good road numbers. He's a. He, and you look at that, you're like, wow. They're clearly he's, not covering anything by saying that, right? He's played very well on the road, but then, but hey, then, hey, Kurt, how's he done at home? How's he done at home? Oh, <gasps> I didn't well, even think about that. Well, let me tell you, I looked it up because I saw that stat. And I'm like, well, road numbers are great, but his overall numbers aren't anywhere close to that. So. His home numbers must be awful. So I looked him up just to see. And his home numbers, same uh, same requirements, you know, five or more games played uh, since Brubber took over as head coach. The 69 goalies in the NHL have made more than five starts at home since Brubber took over, okay, in the NHL. Jake Allen has started 13 home games. He is 5-7-1 with a 3-4-4 GAA, which is 65th best. Out of sixty-nine goalies, and an eight-seven-six save percentage, which is dead last. He is dead last of since Brubaker took over last season, November, whatever it was, sixteenth or whatever. Uh, uh, until now, of goalies in home starts, he is dead last in save percentage with eight-seventy-six and no shutouts. So, uh, real quick, that. another stat that I saw somebody else post that it's been. What fifty-seven games since he's won three in a row? Since he's won three in a row, yeah, that's a lot for a team that's really good. Yes, I agree, and that's and well, when you start all your games on the road too, he's and his numbers are 
that I don't understand. So the drastic difference here, <laughs> uh, why, how can you be so bad at home at home? I can see being really bad on the road. I, I can understand that, that I, I can wrap my mind around my mind around that, but to be so bad at home and then to be so good on the road, it's, uh, that just is a between the ears thing. It it totally is. Uh, there's no I mean, other. I mean, you, God, go back to the the first game of last season when he got Bronx cheered in that drubbing by the Jets. I mean, God, it it's I my I I still remember what I tweeted. Stop it, you fucking cretins! <laughs> <laughs> because all you're gonna do is erode his confidence, and he yeah. he just he he just. I, I, fuck! I was at the game against Canadians where he gives up the goal five seconds into the period against Gallagher, mm-hmm. six seconds, whatever it was. Just it's it is a total mental thing for Jake Allen to play in front of the, the, the yeah. Enterprise Center fans. I have a scenario for you guys. What if what happens if Bennington gets hurt, and then Allen's asked to start five or six games at home in a, out of like ten, twelve games that Bennington's out. The hashtag where is who so tweet. <laughs> what do you do? Do you do you I mean, I guess you try and start him at home. What if he's putting up the same numbers? Then what do you do? What do you do? I you mean gotta, I, you gotta whoever the other goalie is, whether it's who so or somebody you brought in, they're gonna have to start starting at home. And therein well, lies the problem. Well that's that's the whole that's the that's this is this is the problem with Jake Allen in a nutshell. This scenario, that scenario because coming into the season, how many people did we hear say even uh, legit sports writers say, "Oh well, you know, Allen might be uh, making a lot of money, but he's a he's a really good insurance policy for Bennington." I'm like, no. Only if you, only if you play him on the road. Only if we go on an eight game road trip, yeah, then he is. If right. Bennington gets hurt, but right. not if when, we're playing home when games. When the NCAA wrestling tournament comes to town in March, like it always does, <laughs> that's, that's that's when you want him, right? That's, that's right. And I, it's, I, it's like the Rangers circus trip. I gotta say too that. Like this kind of thing, when when teams would post, oh, our goalie has posted uh, the last twenty five road games, blah 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 blah. When you posted this in the nineties, in the eighties, it was, oh man, that guy's great. But why post that stuff now? You know that people have at their fingertips access to say, well, wait a minute, if he's that good at home or at away, uh, his numbers aren't great. So what are his numbers at home? Kurt, I bet you looked up those stats. It took you about three minutes. No, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, no time at all. Why post that? Just, just leave it alone. You don't it's, have to I, post that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it, uh, it's fine, I guess, but it's I don't. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's almost like oh, is his last so and so starts on the road? Like, yeah, you threw the caveat in there on the road. Yep. Why'd you do that? Uh huh. That's why. So, yep. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay Allen's performance lately. He's been he's been good uh, the last handful of starts. He's been good on the road. That's better than being bad on the road and bad at home. Okay. But still, sooner or later, your backup's going to have to play mm. some home games, whether anything gets hurt or he starts to struggle or whatever. I mean, it, it goes through a slump. I don't know. I, but I, I just... But, but that's the good news. Bennington hasn't struggled. 
Like no, the, that's true. The, the game against Nashville, not his best start, but before that, man, he was he was in his zone. Yeah. Even and, in the game against Nashville, how many big saves did he make for the Blues? Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting uh, when I looked up the home numbers. That fair and like, balanced. Yeah, yeah. Fair and balanced, right? You, you, you post the road, you got to post the away, post the home. And uh, as good as the the uh, the road stats are, the home stats are the polar opposite, which I'm not even sure. Hey, Bill's got my cat on camera there. Yeah. Yeah. Just like show this to my dogs. It'll be like <laughs> that one f- picture on Facebook be in a Red Wings jersey. <laughs> uh, what's oh, the yeah. Cat's name that's there, right. Sparky. 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 Yeah. Hey, Sparky. The uh, boy, the girl cat with a boy name, kind of. Yeah, and wearing a bow tie. Right. I hear Sparky, yeah, and I always think of uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, me too. I always yeah. think, uh, what do you call a dog with no hind legs? Sparky. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> Terrible. All right, I'm sorry. A dog with... <laughs> Steel balls and no hand legs. Sparky. Yes. Had that wrong. Uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Wednesday night in Tampa Bay. That's tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, since the Blues uh, beat Tampa Bay last week, 3-1 to in Tampa Bay, the Lightning have gone 3-0, and beating Chicago, Anaheim, and Buffalo. That's not much of a gauntlet. Right. That's whoop-de-doo. Like three AHL games. But wait a minute. Buffalo ten. got off to a great start. What are you uh, talking they're, about? They're 10 ply now. Ah, okay. <laughs> Super soft. Super soft. Uh, so, uh, and the Blues, uh, the Tampa Bay is 7-3 and three in the last 10. The Blues are 14-5-6 and six for 34 points and are first place in the Central still <clears throat> after Dallas lost tonight to Chicago. <laughs> um, uh, the Blues have dropped to 5-2-3 and three in the last 10 after losing twice to Nashville. Uh, but da- even though Dallas lost tonight, they had won seven in a row and they figured things out apparently. So, uh, only yeah, two points behind. Quick. Yeah, only two points behind St. Louis and the Central. So, yeah, they're yeah, they're they're on the heels. Right. It's it's a big game tomorrow night, and uh, the Blues will be lucky, I believe, at this point to uh, to get a point out of that game. Well, it's all about the offense. I mean, the, you, you figure the goaltending is going to be there. Um, yeah, and it, it, but, can can you score? You're, you're going up against Vasilevsky, who we put three up on last time. We did. I mean, I, if we score three now again, he's got something to prove. Yeah, I, I mean, if we score three again, we should get a point, at least a point. I'm calling it Troy Brower with the four goal game. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Brower gets hurt. I'm gonna say he gets hurt. <laughs> that is probably way more likely. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you what, Potter. If if Brower puts up uh, four goals in uh, the game tomorrow, uh, you come out Friday and join us at Global Brew, and I will buy all of your Bourbon County for you. Wow! All right, that's will gonna be like twelve or fourteen Bourbon glass. County for me. Just buy me the brewery if that happens. How about that? <sighs> it might be cheaper. You buy Goose Island. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Global Brew in Edwardsville, or I guess all of them, uh, they have the Bourbon County uh, release uh, on Friday, Black Friday. Yeah. So that's where we'll be. So the the key question for all of us beer nerds is, is anybody going to get up at you know before 6 a.m. to go get the variants? You will. You always do. I don't know. I'm, What's I'm, the var- what are the variants this year? You know? Um, so the wheat wine, 
Eh. Um, which yeah, it's like barley wine, but wheat. I don't okay. know. Wheat. Wheat. Um, <laughs> cool the one, wheat. The one that cool that <laughs> I'm interested in going for is Cafe Oya. Oh, the coffee one. Yeah, the coffee. Uh, uh, the the milk. Uh, uh, coffee milk one. Um, yeah. That that sounds good to me, um, but uh, I don't think we're gonna get any of the uh, the, the reserve stuff um, uh, down down this part of. You're gonna the try state. their oyster casserole ale. Oh boy, no, <laughs> that's Joe's soda, right? <laughs> no, Schlafly does an oyster stout, and they do the the oyster fest every year. But okay, not my thing. No, not not my thing. Yeah. Shellfish, not terrible. my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you Black Friday in there, Jeff? Uh, yeah, we do a little bit. Not, uh, we don't go crazy, but, uh... Oh, of course not. Yeah, the wife... Yeah, all the <laughs> wife and I, we, uh, you know, we got back in the day, we used to, uh, get up at, like, 5 a.m. and go do that, but, but now we don't. We just, uh, we kind of get up and normal time and we'll hit the malls or whatever and get a lot of our shopping <laughs> done. It's, uh, it's not as bad because... Everybody goes on Thanksgiving now, so not too bad. How about you guys? I shop online. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not Black Friday. And the so I I may I may uh, go to one of the local grocers to get the uh, the black uh, Black Friday Goose Island variants. Um, the only other thing I want to do uh, hit a couple of record stores. Uh, record store day is now doing Black. F- Friday releases and there's one particular thing I'm looking for um this year um that uh yeah I'll I'll go to uh probably trusty cords and uh slackers if need be where's your favorite but, record store in uh, 1997 um excuse me <laughs> <laughs> uh, you jumping in your DeLorean there yeah, no favorite favorite uh, favorite Vintage record vinyl. store. Uh, well, no, actually, it's uh, Euclid Records and Webster. Okay, it's uh, oh, that's, that's, that's where that's where too. all the yeah all the all the hipsters go to to Euclid yeah. Records. But uh, no, there's there's Trusty Chords in Edwardsville and uh, Slackers uh, mm-hmm. can usually find the uh, the good releases on uh, Record Store Day. If Trusty Chords or Slackers would like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, email us at radio at letsgoblues.com. Well, we happen to know, well, we used to know somebody who is affiliated with Slackers. I don't think he's there anymore. No, he's not. He's not. He may have contacts, but I'm sure he does. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Can Um, I add one more thing? Nope. (laughs) Please. What? Uh, It's about the Ponder Tournament. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah. I meant to mention. I meant that's to okay. mention earlier. No, that's fine. I just wanted to thank. Uh, we had a couple listeners that uh, actually played in the tournament. One of them being Frank Hart, the goaltender, said very nice things about you two, which I made sure to correct him mm-hmm. and tell him how wrong he was about you two. Okay. Um, but uh, no, he uh, he's a he's a great guy. Goalie uh, played really well. Uh, fortunately, we were able to beat him in the playoffs, but not because of him. It was because. Of a one Kevin Ragsdale taking three penalties in the second period that led to us uh, scoring uh, a couple power play goals. That's a shame. So <laughs> that's a shame. We're so we uh, <laughs> sorry, we, but were any of those felonies? Yeah, yeah. Were, they, were the cops called at all or anything? Uh, it was one was pretty bad. It was pretty okay. bad. We had to remind everyone there was a charity tournament at that point. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, that's a shame. Team Ponder took second place, unfortunately, 
uh, lost to Team Wolf, which um, I am tired of saying that every year, but yeah. congratulations to them. Uh, we did raise a record number. We don't have the exact numbers yet. I will uh, release those on Facebook and Twitter, hopefully by the end of the week. But uh, we did release or we did raise a record number of uh, donations. So thank you to everyone who participated. Uh, all that money will be going to mm. bethematch.org, which is a very good organization for those of you uh, who want to do a little research on it, bethematch.org. And uh, again, thank you to everyone. We had a couple people who actually came out to listen to the show and uh, told me how much they love the show. And again, one of them was Frank, a player. So uh, again, they? we'll yeah. we'll see you Where all next year. And thank you again, uh, Kurt and Bill. Hope to see you guys out there next year. I know you stiffed me this time because you're assholes. No, but uh, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, life kids, happens. Kids' weekend, and uh, get you get you. busy, and yeah, I, I yeah. It's yeah, a long drive I, for you guys. I get it. It was a long yeah. drive, and like I honestly, it was on the agenda, and I wanted to make it out there. It just didn't didn't happen. So. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, I was drained by uh, six and a half hours of uh, work on a Saturday, which that sucks. should never. I don't happen. blame that me. sucks. Yeah. So. No, and I do want to give a we we got a uh, ridiculous ridiculous uh, rate from Midwest Sport Hockey, the roller hockey rink that it was held. So I want to give them a quick plug as well. Um, if you are a roller hockey player, if you're interested in watching a roller derby, which they do every now and then on a Saturday night. Um, that is uh, a great place to go. Uh, can't say enough how great the management is. If you haven't been there in a while, they've got new lightings. So there's like no puck shadows anymore at all. And uh, they painted on the red line even better so you can see that better. And uh, again, just a, a fantastic <laughs> rink. And I uh, want to thank uh, Adam, the uh, the manager there, for um, all the work he did to uh Get us a fantastic rate, and again, that helped us raise even more money than usual. So, again, uh, thank you to Midwest Sport Hockey. Very good. That'll wrap up this week's episode, number 41 of Season 8 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. Uh, very active this show. So th even thank you to the spammers who decided to have a field day there for a <laughs> while. That was ridiculous. Um, and uh, that was a first for us. Uh, so I guess we've made it. We have spammers now. So that, you know you've <laughs> made it. Uh, we hope everyone had fun. Uh, so for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. <clears throat> no EMs on Thanksgiving. Let's go Blues. Happy Thanksgiving, all, and let's Go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.